One, two, two, three. That's pretty good. Great, great. Okay. Yeah. Hello and welcome. Uh, welcome back to the uh, Long Day's Journey into Film podcast. Uh, how do I start this? Oh, yeah. I'm Russ. Uh, here's my co-host. Uh, Andy here. And uh, three special guests. Uh, so who are our special guests today? Who wants to go first? <laughs> we have to introduce ourselves. All right. Yes. Uh, I'm cordial as I am known on the Movies and More Discord. Uh, you can also call me Alex. Uh, yes. Yeah. But uh, I'm a huge I finally alien know how to pronounce fan. your name. I finally I'm know how to pronounce Alex? your name. Yeah, cool. Great. Good job, dude. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, I'm I'm very happy to be here. I am so excited to talk about Alien. And Aliens. Yes. Um, Arthur, I've been here a couple times before. Hell yeah. And I've been around a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, we've uh, I've been trying to get you back on the podcast for like fucking yeah. since the Blade Runner twenty forty nine episode, uh, because that's actually still our most listened to episode. So, oh, it's uh, a banger of an episode. Yeah, I'm gonna force yeah. you to come on every episode now, just so we get high <gasps> ratings. I, I mean, if we if if the recordings are this um sparse, you know, I could I might maybe I could do that. You can show up every six months and just like yeah, like double our audience. Interesting. Twenty forty nine. That was the money maker, huh? Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, I'm Nikki, and I'm also from Movies and More, and yeah, thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. good to have you on. Yeah, I've wanted, you know, wanted you to come on for a while, you know, it just seemed fun, and you know, you're a big fan of, uh, big fan of these movies, so, uh, oh yeah, uh, I didn't introduce Please movies run. yet. We're gonna be talking about, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, this is kind of a weird intro, but fuck it, um, we're gonna be talking about, uh, Alien and Aliens, uh, from 1979 and 1986. Uh, so if you haven't seen them, um, it will be a spoiler discussion for both of them. Uh, mm. so, uh, you know, maybe go watch it because I'm pretty sure all of us <laughs> would recommend it. Uh, or not, no. if you don't care about spoilers and maybe it will interest you. Um, okay. Okay. So... We can say this right off the bat, right? Speaking of spoilers, somebody said in the discord, uh, what is the movie that you most wish you could watch again for the first time? And to me, Alien is so that movie. Because this is a movie that is spoiled for literally everyone. Like, yeah. literally <laughs> nobody goes into this movie not knowing something about it. No one yeah. goes in not knowing that Ripley is the hero. Or that John Hurt has an alien burst out of his stomach. And it's like, yeah. these are huge plot twists, you know? These are yeah, things yeah. that people had no fucking idea were going to happen. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. It's so iconic, like so much like the chestburster scene is like such an iconic thing. It's like, yeah. how can you not? It's yeah. like one of those movies where it's like, how can you That's not? It's thing. like Star Wars. How do you not know Darth Vader is Luke's father? It's like that. Type exactly. Of it's like um, these twists are written into my DNA at this point. But I think to go back to 1979 to a theater with an audience that had only seen like corny science fiction movies that had never seen anything this realistic and to sit down and to watch that movie and have no idea what was about to hit you. I mean, it would just be the best experience ever. I really yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That question uh, from Hadley, uh, we'll actually uh, answer that uh, at the end of the podcast. Uh, we can, sure. I but alien is my answer. No yeah, question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, I did want to say real quick uh, before we get into yeah. the discussion. Um, so we've kind of, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a couple of months yeah. since we did our last episode. I and, went on uh, vacation. It was fucking lit. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Andy, bro. 
Andy went on vacation, and so it's like, you know, we'll have a couple weeks, you know, we'll figure it out, we're doing bi-weekly anyway, and then, uh, you know, uh, I got a job, I got a new job, and, uh, you know, I've been super busy with that, so we just, and then, you know, we messed up the scheduling for some stuff, we had to push some off, some stuff off uh, for another episode we were doing, because uh, the guests couldn't come on, and, uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, different things uh, kind of led to being a kind of a break, and uh, actually, you know, we were talking about having kind of a break uh, from the podcast, uh, back in December, uh, I talked about it during the Carnival of Souls episode, um, and yeah. we were gonna give it like you know a month or month or two to just kind of like you know figure some stuff out about it, you know maybe try and boost the quality a bit in some uh, some aspects of it. Um, but uh, I asked uh, Daisuke Beppu, uh, the YouTuber who came on the High and Low episode, like just like a couple days after that episode, and he said, "Sure, let's do it like soon." So then we did that episode, then we did the Scream episode. So we never actually really did that break. So I'm kind of saying like this was our break, uh, or maybe yeah. that's just an excuse. I don't know. Um, oh, he's such a great guy. I so enjoyed his takes on Criterion movies, on Kurosawa, all of that. It's such a good episode. And uh, yeah. also, I call my cat Beppu all the time now because of yeah. that. So you know. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's very. <laughs> cool. I appreciate that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was such a great guest. That's uh, definitely one of one of my favorite episodes we did. And uh, yeah. I hope to get him on again sometime because. Uh, he said he'd like to come back. That was an intense discussion, and it was. Yeah, I was. I was kind so of stressed like, out during it because, like, he felt like a <laughs> almost. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really fun, though. You know, I, I should have maybe loosened up a bit, not been so serious. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was fun. I had never seen a YouTube video from him, so he was just another guest to me. But that I don't want to like <laughs> undersell like, whatever. this guy. <laughs> just another guest. He's like literally like one of my favorite YouTubers. He's like the Fantano of Criterion. Yeah, basically, but it's like he's like, like one of my just another more... stranger blowing yeah. through my podcast. <laughs> Not like I give a fuck. But like he was like actually like he's like one of the reasons I started the podcast. So I was super yeah, nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, he's such a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, I was nervous, but like, I I think I played it fine. I played it fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode. Um, also, he shouted us out on his channel, and we got a really? ton of new, a ton of new plays on Spotify. Oh, sweet! So, yeah, thanks to him uh, for Fuck that. Yeah, dude. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so should we get into the alien discussion now? Oh, we should. We should. Hell yeah! yeah. Where do we begin? Uh, so we're talking about I... Alien from 1979, uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, what do we think of it? Who wants to? I have a thought about where to begin. Okay. Have okay. any of you seen the movie Dark Star? Uh, I Dark haven't, Star. but I know it's about it because but... it has an interesting reputation. Yes. From what I know. It is. It's so weird, dude. I just watched it about a year and a half ago. It is one of the most influential little pieces of shit ever made. It's so crazy so what dark star is is it's a student film that was made by this dude dan o'bannon and it was directed by uh another guy john in his carpenter. class who was named john <laughs> carpenter yes. yeah yeah it was john <laughs> carpenter's first movie and he directed it as a college movie essentially and what happened was it was so good that a producer came to them and was like well this is like a 20 minute college film. If you direct 
70 extra minutes of bullshit, we can put this in theaters. So that's what they did. And Carpenter was always kind of like, eh, it was a good student film, but you know, once we elongated <laughs> it to the full length version, it kind of sucked. Um, but the thing about Dark Star is it's this movie written by Dan O'Bannon and Carpenter himself has even said Dan O'Bannon really like that was his concept and he was the lead actor and he was also writing it and he basically co-directed it and it was really his baby his project and the whole idea of it was it was a bunch of like kind of blue collar average joes kind of like stoner working class dudes who were stuck on a spaceship and there was an alien on the spaceship and then at the end the spaceship blows up and kills them all and he made this movie as a parody of science fiction films it was specifically like a 2001 parody but he he was making it to like kind of mock science fiction conve conventions and then the movie came out and everyone was like oh this is a movie with special effects set on a spaceship it must be serious and at the time, nobody understood that it was supposed to be funny. And he said he sat in like screenings and literally everyone was just like waiting and then would hear jokes and would be like, oh, that's weird. And maybe laugh a little bit. But like they never like got into it. They never understood what he was trying to do. So Dan O'Bannon, who strikes me as kind of like an angry nerd type dude, he he kind of feels like he was a toxic nerd before there was like fan base rage on a major scale he just has that that kind of vibe about him piano band he, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly he he uh said well fuck that if no one gets the comedy version i'm gonna make the nastiest scariest most disturbing movie about an alien that goes around a ship like sexually violating people essentially yeah. <laughs> and that was his whole idea and he wrote the script and it turned into alien so it's just crazy that this like student film that happened to be directed by john carpenter uh essentially ends up being the like inspiration for this unbelievably like huge influential movie um and the other thing about dark star 2 is just that uh the ship in it goes into hyperdrive and it's this terrible special effect where it's like literally just like a static image of a model with like pran drawings of stars like flying by it but it was the idea of a ship going to hyperdrive and george lucas literally bought that idea from dan o'bannon to use in star wars because he really? was like yeah, I no, like when this. when the Millennium Falcon goes into hyperdrive, he was like, that's I saw that and I was like, I can do that and make it cool. And so he literally bought the idea from Dark from Dark Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just bizarre. It's like this tiny movie that nobody's really seen that is like had crazy ripple effects on all of cinema. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. know any of that uh i actually it's in my watch list now uh yeah i want to see it yeah <laughs> i want to see it now it's not like great to watch honestly like yeah. it's kind of funny it's like a bad episode of red dwarf is basically what it's like you know is it one of those where it's more what happened behind the scenes is actually more interesting than the movie itself type thing yeah kind of yeah oh man my cat's like hanging out in the back <laughs> oh. i see Bapu. yeah Bapu. <laughs> uh so um 
Yeah. So, okay. So I guess the last thing I'll say just before we get in the movie itself is so what happened was Dan O'Bannon, he wrote this script for Alien, but the next thing that happened to him is uh, he got drafted into making uh, Alejandro Hodorowski's Dune Mm. when that Uh, was a thing. Yeah. And so he basically was like brought in to write on that. And that's when he found out about this Swiss artist, uh, H.R. Giger. And he brought H.R. Giger in to do design work on Dune. And Giger made a bunch of amazing designs, a lot of which reappear in Alien and Prometheus. Like, a lot of stuff that he designed for Dune gets recycled through other movies. Um, But yeah, so he's the guy who brought him on. And then O'Bannon and Giger kind of had this friendship. And so eventually when Ridley Scott got brought onto the movie, O'Bannon was like, you should have Giger do all your design work. And that's how that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really look into any behind the scenes stuff. So um, I, uh, um, I should maybe well, be don't a bit worry. More... I got all that. It's yeah, all good. Okay. <laughs> uh, Arthur, you said you wanted to talk about the trailer, right? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really think about trailers pretty often. Like, you know, that was cool and everything. But, um, you know, usually when I see a good one. But, like... Uh, the one, the, 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 like the main, I don't even know if there were, there are other ones, but like, um, the like original alien trailer is like so good. Um, because it's, it's just like this, like this, well, obviously, you know, it's like this slow build, um, up to like the, the kind of like final, um, you know, catastrophic, like flashing of events. Um, and I don't know, like I, I, I thought I thought I would have more to say about like why it's good, but I but I, I thought I would just say that like there's the, I think it I think it's like a perfect trailer because it doesn't give too much away. Mm. It the only thing that like I would have taken out the only thing I would have taken out and there's nothing I would have added. It's just taken out is there's like you, you know you know when um wait yeah we're gonna spoil right yeah 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 full spoilers yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the um the when he, the the android is like be well not not before he's beheaded Ash. He, he gets hit and he's like you know freaking out malfunctioning all over the place and like spilling you know m- milk and stuff it looks a little yeah. silly because you don't know that he's an, a robot so so the way he's moving like it makes sense because it's so stiff because he's a robot you know the thing malfunctioning and stuff but um in in the trailer it's it, it's just kind of like this this like um it, it kind of like a, a negative just juxtaposition of like this random scene of Bilbo Baggins doing the robot basically. Yeah. 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 He's just, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, the sound effect from the alien trailer was so fucking good that they actually reused it on Prometheus, like 30 years later, like that exact same sound effect as, yeah. you know, the like sort of jump scare, uh fucking inception noise sound oh, yeah. on it yeah and i mean the trailer ends with i think the greatest tagline of all time oh yeah, yeah. in yeah, space yeah. no one can hear you scream yeah. like tell me a tagline that's better than that it's the which fucking like, best yeah which like in and of itself is kind of like an iconic thing of like yeah. I, I see that i see a lot of like things kind of like using that as like a um or i've seen that referenced a lot like that as a tagline uh, oh so yeah, like there's even, so many taglines that are a joke on that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
bigger than the movie, definitely. And the movie's huge, but like, yeah, it's beyond. Uh, another thing before we start talking about like the plot and stuff, uh, I love the um, uh, the opening title uh, when how it uh, slowly the um, it's like uh, how to describe it. It's like parts of the letters are showing up to make the title, and then it says alien. I just, I love how it takes its time and just does that. I, I don't know something about that is like I, I don't know. I just really love the way that's executed. Like a very uh, yeah. very cool choice. And uh, it's always weird starting the conversation, but um, I know it's tough. It's tough to like start talking about one of the greatest movies ever made. You know, it's like, <laughs> what do you say? What's the first yeah. thing you say about a movie that's basically perfect? You know, one of the guys Great smokes in the spaceship. Guy. Are you allowed to smoke in a spaceship? <laughs> oh, I know. Right. It's yeah. like, I'm just going to smoke next to all of these things that look like nuclear reactors. It's yeah. no problem at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yet you feel like it must be because everyone's so casual. Everyone's so, I've worked too many hours this week and I don't give a fuck. And I I'm love them. Smoking in the fucking engine room, you know? Yeah. I love the yeah. uh, I love the opening or the uh, like the breakfast scene. I'm not sure if it's really breakfast, but like when they're eating after they get out of like uh, hyper sleep or whatever. And uh, I, I love how um, Harry Dean Stanton's character, which I always forget, Harry Dean Stanton is in this movie. Like he's like yeah. a really great actor. I, I really love him. You know, from like stuff like Paris, Texas, yes, or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I always forget he's in this movie for some reason, even though this is like you know one of the most popular oh. movies he's been in. I never <laughs> forget. Never but, uh, forget. Yeah, he, yeah. He's one of the few actors. Aside from like fucking Ripley, uh, that I can remember is in the movie, and then there's another character in Aliens that I always remember he's in it. Which one? Which I'll bring that up later. Oh, I was gonna bring it up later, but it's Bishop uh, Lance Herrick, uh, Henriksen. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, he's been in just so much because stuff since then. the way both of these movies treat, I, I guess you can call them androids. I don't really remember what they're called in universe. Yeah, androids. Uh, what do they call them? Um, I think so they call them androids. Like, I don't want to say like groundbreaking, but it's so interesting, especially for the time these movies came out. And yeah. then you got Blade Runner, which also kind of addresses similar themes. Yeah. But not, I mean, Blade Runner addresses it more directly. I have some stuff to say about like, like the androids and stuff. Uh, yeah, and like how but it no, the ties into Blade Runner, dude. It's but, so yeah, amazing. Yeah, like you were saying, like the thing about it, dude, is all of these scenes where they're sitting around this table and they're talking and the dialogue overlaps, it feels like a Robert Altman movie. Only it's mm, yeah. the best Robert Altman movie ever because it's on a fucking spaceship. Like, yeah. come on, <laughs> you know? Um, and the third one of these scenes where everyone's just talking and it's super naturalistic and you feel like you're just watching these actors like bullshit, you know? across a table with like no filter at all and it feels so real the third one of those a fucking alien explodes out of john Hurt's yeah. chest dude oh, it's, it's yeah, so and, crazy yeah i was gonna uh, say like um i love how um harry dean stanton's characters what's his name is it like brett is that it he's brett yeah yeah brett, yeah, yeah. Brett. uh yeah. Uh, him and like uh, it's one of the other guys who's he's like working with. How they're like they're like trying to get like a raise, basically. Parker. Like they're trying to get Parker. Paid. Who's Parker. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. great with names. I should have wrote them down. It's all I good. Wrote down. It's all good. Uh, but I love how they're just like they're trying yeah. to get more money or whatever. Like they're talking to like um uh yeah they're talking to Ash. Yeah, they're talking to right. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're like yeah. trying. It's just like yeah, it's, yeah. it's like I so love casual. it with the affect Koto. Um, he's like. Mm, this isn't in my job description. Yeah, you gotta give like, me more money. It's not like, I'm like Star Fair Trek enough, or something. Dude. 
Yeah, it's not like yeah. Star Trek or something where it's like very like you know like oh it's like a you know like real clean like you know uh, spaceship or like you know sci-fi. It's, it's like kind of a different take on sci-fi. They're just like you know they're like heading out kind of dirty and, and like almost. yeah yeah, but it's like it's not like. No, you're right. It's you don't hear Sulu being like uh, asking for a raise, you know, when yeah, they're like take evasive action. You know, yeah. you don't hear like one of these red shirts like asking for a raise when Captain Kirk is like, yeah, go uh, investigate that deadly looking flower on this, you know, poison planet. It's funny you mention this because like this exact kind of setting yeah. is this movie set this off for like sci-fi as a whole. It began with Alien. Because yeah. it's like the first movie to, how do I say this, like, have that aesthetic to it. And it's like, we can do things that are, you can be a bit more grimy. You don't have to be super clean and super, like, fucking nerdy with the shit, you know? Yeah, yeah like, like, Star Wars did that a little bit. But you look at Star Wars next to Alien, and it's like, Star Wars is still a, like, fun fantasy movie that is like aimed at kids and i mean i mean obviously everybody loves star wars but it's like you look at alien and it's like suddenly like oh no this is a movie for adults that feels completely realistic that's set on a spaceship yeah uh yeah that's about like like, pretty like sci-fi horror movie uh yeah which is like which had never existed before and it's like both and it does both better than anything you know ever before so crazy yeah, I was going to kind of point out how some of the stuff has, like, kind of like the ship and some of the, like, sci-fi stuff has, like, kind of a Star Wars look to it. I mean, maybe that's just, like, yeah. you know, uh, like, you know, kind of, like, towards the beginning when you see the ship. It's kind of like the beginning of, like, A New Hope, uh, mm-hmm. and, like, flying and, or and stuff. But just, like, uh, some of that stuff and, like, the um, uh, the room uh, with the, like, the mother. Uh, oh, um, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, that, it, it reminds me of something from Star Wars. I can't specifically remember what from Star Wars, but it reminds me of a scene from one of the, like, original Star Wars movies. It um, still has that low-tech, like, we yeah. don't know what the internet is going to be. Oh, yeah. Kind it's, of it's sci-fi like, feel to yeah, it. Yeah, it's in the future, yet it's still, like, this, like, old-fashioned-looking computer monitor thing from, like, the right, 80s. Right. Or, like, yeah, 70s, actually. Um, yeah. uh, Nikki, did you... Uh, you didn't say very much. I, I hate to be like talking over you. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nikki, what? How do you feel about like the cast as yeah. they've been introduced up to this point? I mean, I loved it. I think the the one thing that I can add because I agreed with what you guys said um, is John Hurt, so Kane's character. So yeah. I don't. I, if you remember, like in the beginning, like he kind of wakes up like really weirdly. He's the first one to wake up, and he like just like erects himself and he's like still asleep and it kind of like shows how really kind of like focuses on him as a as a person um apart from the other crew so you can kind of see that he's like chosen for something special that's going to happen like later on in the movie if that makes sense yeah yeah so i think that's like a good thing to kind of add on and he's also like the person who's like yeah let's go and like investigate the ship or yeah i want to go out of the ship and like go and see this derelict and yeah so i think that's something i would like to add on he's the most adventurous and it totally yeah. doesn't you yeah. know <laughs> come back to well. yeah 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 so great too oh yeah i mean that's the thing every single actor on this it's ship is like so amazing and has such a specific face like you would never confuse any of them 
in an instant. Like, you know who every single person is. You immediately, in a single close-up, sort of get their deal. Like, you immediately get that Veronica Cartwright is this, like, raw nerve of emotion. And that Yafet Kodo is really funny and, like, kind of above it all and doesn't really give a shit, even though he's, like, working class. And that, like, Harry Dean Stanton is just, like, stoned and weird and, like, not gonna, like really like talk to anybody you know it's just like it's amazing you just look at the faces and you get all of these characters instantly you know because like i don't know a lot of people love to compare this movie to the thing which is a movie i love no question but like in the thing there are like five or six characters who i can't really tell apart who are kind of just generic white guys in the background and don't really make an impression there's like the main characters in the thing. And then there's like the side people who are like just kind of there to add to the paranoia of it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we haven't really like jumped into the meat of it yet or of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the next part that we would be getting into is probably like one of my favorite sci-fi moments ever or just in fucking general film. And it's when they pick up this derelict fucking signal from nowhere this is going off for some reason and it leads him to this weird fucking alien planet with a giant fucking ship on it it's just i don't i don't know how to describe how that makes me feel but it's so exciting to me that it's like because i don't think well they never really go into the backlog of how everything is like, it's so much better that way. It's so much yeah. better that they don't explain too much. Yeah. Like when they, oh yeah, when they get into that room with this space jockey, and you see this giant, weird alien creature fused into a biomechanical chair, and it's twenty feet tall, and they're surrounded by like bizarre HR gear texture, and you're like, this is the craziest thing I've ever fucking seen. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it, it's like. Um, also, I was gonna point out uh, before they actually get there. I love how um, when they uh, they're trying to communicate with the signal or whatever, like Veronica writes on the thing, trying to. Uh, yeah. I forget her character's name, but they're uh, like you know they're Lambert. trying to communicate with it and they're talking Lambert. and then it yeah Lambert uh, then it cuts uh, to outside the ship and there's kind of like a I'm not sure if like like kind of like a white noise or like this like. Uh, just like uh, it just completely shows like the like complete isolation of the characters there, even before like the horror starts. Uh, I think yeah. that's like a really uh, uh a really uh, yeah. well done part of like this uh, sound design and stuff. Uh, just like showing that because it's like you know they are completely like isolated. That is like part of the horror of this movie uh, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, the sound wow. design's outrageous. Changes for sure. their entire universe in that moment because it's I'm pretty sure this is the first contact they've ever had with an alien species. Mm. I mean, they never go into it, but I think the later movies do. I don't know. I've never seen anything past three except for Prometheus and Covenant. But oh, you haven't seen Resurrection? <laughs> no, I don't know what goes on after <laughs> Aliens. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. <laughs> that, yeah, that's why bunch of garbage. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like Resurrection. Uh, oh, get out of yeah. here! Yeah, you know, I, I do. Uh, I might. 
I kind of want to give our thoughts on the other Alien movies just briefly. Uh, oh, we'll, after, we'll get to it, right? Yeah, right, after yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. about Alien and Aliens. Yeah. But um, if, if, we, if we have time, I, yeah. I don't want to go too long. But um, I was just going to uh, say the one neat thing about um, the sequence where they climb up into the chamber with the space jockey, like how crazy and gigantic that set is. Part of the reason it seems so big is all of the characters in spacesuits in those like wide shots in the establishing shots are actually children. They put oh, yeah, kids in tiny spacesuits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like Ridley's children. And so like if you look really closely when they're walking around the space jockey, you're like, oh yeah, those are totally little kids like stumbling around the set. Like you can kind of tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes everything like twice as big. Yeah. I think it was like too expensive to like make it to scale, like how sure. they wanted. So it was like a quick decision by Ridley that he was like, oh, I'll just use my kids on those wide shots. Yeah. And I mean, the detail on that set is so insane too that I'm sure they couldn't make it that much bigger. Cause like HR Giger, like he was literally like painting on details up to the very last minute on the space jockey on the room. Like, it was a crazy amount of work to just make that happen. Yeah. And um, there's actually a moment I want to talk about coming up next is after yeah. they, they come across the egg chamber, right? Yeah. And uh, it's Kane, I believe, which is uh, John Hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the one who gets the face hugger on him. How are you? I haven't seen this movie in so long, so the first thing that came to mind was a common complaint with Prometheus about how they handled the egg situation. I'm like, this is so fucking similar. Why are you bitching about this? And also, this guy has no idea yeah, what he's like, looking how, at. How do you handle this? What, yeah. You don't know how you're going to handle it, so give the guy a fucking break. And yeah, if anything, like I think COVID has taught us that People will take their masks off and walk into dangerous yeah. situations yeah. all the time. So <laughs> to me, it just seems like the height of realism that someone would, you know, throw caution to the wind in a moment like that. Um, I really like the like blue force field on top of the eggs that has like fog all over it. Do you guys know how they did that? Um, no, I don't. Uh, no, it's crazy. So what it actually was as they um, borrowed the lighting rig that the Who was using for their tour of Quadrophenia. And they had this like amazing like lighting rig that created this like blue laser like layer across like the top of their stage. And then they like blew like smoke over the top of it. And that's why like the area above the eggs looks so crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah, I love the um, I love the design of like the eggs and the way it like opens oh, yeah. up and the thing. It's so cool. <sighs> it's and, so uh, good. And uh, I just you know I love all the stuff, the creature. Uh, I mean, there, there's a few complaints I have with the actual alien, especially once they start showing it in its entirety yeah. towards the end. Uh, but like in general, like it's such great effects and uh, such great uh, uh design and everything. Uh, yeah, I hate to be uh, dominating the conversation too much, you know, uh, yeah. us uh, instead of uh, Nikki and Arthur. Uh, if you if you have more to say, you know, we'll kind of, uh, you know, um, let, let you talk. So, if you have um, 
Um, a fun thing about the eggs that I actually learned um, when I rewatched the movie is that they actually use like real animal guts and organic material for the, the face hugger. So mm. it was like shellfish and kidneys and stuff like that. So that was like really yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so good. Like when you see the face huggers mm-hmm. guts when they're taking it apart, it's all like raw seafood and meat. And it just looks so real. It's crazy. I mean, to this day. Uh, and they said that too with with John Hurt during the chestburster scene. He had this fake torso that was just packed with cow guts. And when yeah. the actors came onto the set, they had like all these hot lights on. And, you know, they're in this like tight set that's been like, you know, doesn't have a lot of airflow going through it. So they said it was just the most foul stench ever as soon as they came on the set and they're like oh god we're about to have the worst day Didn't ever they, you know like, have no idea what was next i mean yeah, they didn't it, yeah. it's it's a bit of an urban legend like they'd read the script yeah they knew that an alien was going to come out of him but they didn't know exactly what it would how look it like or how it would happen and i think part of it too is they were like it's this British director, you know, he's really classy. He's doing this like high budget, nice sci-fi movie. Everything so far has seemed really like, you know, full of suggestion. And it's like not, not, a, it's very tasteful, you know, and they get on the set and they're like leaning over John Hurt, who's packed full of like, like cow intestines and fake blood. And they're like, well, this is going to be like tasteful. He's just going to like, you know, suggest an alien coming out of him. And then literally, his body explodes blood flies over everyone gets on the ceiling like veronica cartwright like falls you know ass over tea kettle like back out of the scene covered in blood everyone's losing their mind it's like yeah it's it's not what anyone was expecting exactly you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so intense such an intense oh, scene. What a scene. And what a like scene. you you know something's gonna happen. It's like it's going to. It's like one yeah. of those moments where it's like everything's too okay at the moment. You know, right. they're happy, they're eating. And then it's just like, oh man. And and like it's so intense, you know, when it's like fucking like, you know, you just see the, like the little bit of blood, you know, show up in his shirt. And then oh. the fucking thing pops. It's so good. Yeah, it's I, so I, good. I love that scene. It's it's so it's so visceral. And like yeah. the just the whole idea of like something like bursting out of your chest like that is like such a I don't know, kind of disturbing concept. It's like growing inside of you and bursting out. Yeah, uh, it's it's a male pregnancy is the whole idea. And, and yeah. the whole idea of the alien is that it's like this uh, creature that, you know, violates you in any number of ways. And it's it's so much more disturbing even than just being murdered, really, because you're like trapped in the life cycle of this organism you don't understand, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, they said too with uh, the chest bursting, like the first time they tried it, it didn't actually work. And so everyone was like, oh, okay, it's no big deal. And so like all the actors like leaned in closer and then they did another take like right after. And so it was like even worse for them, you know, because they were all they just weren't expecting it to be that bloody and crazy. Oh, um, I know this is bad timing, but I think I actually got a gotta drop out early oh yeah uh, oh man dude just give us your your final thoughts like on the movie itself yeah um uh, best just like i mean okay art style isn't the right word but like visually like 
probably my favorite visual style ever. I think like the, you know, obviously the dated technology, but they're like trying to make it futuristic, not really knowing, like you said, like what was to come is very, um, like it's, it's just cause it, it kind of its own, like its own look with like the, you know, the, the like aesthetic colorblind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's so tactile. The 80s future, future. and yeah. And then combined with like the kind of like sexual horror and I don't know. It's just, I think it's just one of the best like art, like it, it completely like visually i'm a very visual person it's i think it's like one of like the most beautiful films in a very you know maybe not uh traditionally beautiful way but yeah that's have great cinematography that's for sure yeah. oh yeah anyway. yeah all right i'll go okay uh it, it was great having you on uh you know i wish you, you could have stayed longer uh but um i yeah. i uh i vow to get you back on at some point yeah <laughs> you must uh maybe if we ever talk about labyrinth or something maybe uh, yeah yeah maybe. uh but um yeah i i couldn't agree with him more though it's one of the most beautiful movies ever made i mean my hot take is that the scene where harry dean stanton goes into the bowels of the ship looking for the cat and ends up going into that room filled with hanging chains and water dripping that looks like i don't know like you know pinhead's condo yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i was gonna point out it felt like something from a hellraiser movie it does and yet it also looks like a hundred times better than anything a hellraiser movie could have honestly it looks like how like pinhead's apartment and yeah. he goes into this place and gets killed by the alien i think that whole sequence of shots is the best looking sequence in any movie ever it's yeah. so good. The lighting is unbelievable. I mean, it's just it's just one of the best looking movies ever. But that that scene to me is like the height of it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is a good scene. I, I love how the um the cat is just kind of watching like bruh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that stupid cat. That stupid cat is, is like it killed Harry Dean Stanton. What the fuck? <laughs> or it didn't kill him, but like it like Oh, that you know that is one thing I actually don't really like about this movie. I don't like the cat jump scares. It's like uh... it's just become such a trope at this point. It's become such a trope of like oh, and then there's like you know it, a cat jumps out of the cupboard or something stupid. Uh, it, it's like a minor complaint. It's I not, like I wouldn't take points cat. off for it. I love Jones because yeah. I, I just find it very amusing that a cat is a cat is one of the only fucking survivors of this attack. Yeah. He, he it makes the cat is able to elude too. the alien. It, it's, yeah. yeah, that's why it's amusing. Um it's like yeah, the cat would be able to probably fucking divert an alien better yeah. than a human could. Yeah. I do yeah. think it's kind of stupid uh how up until the ending I'm jumping all over the place but like no no go uh, up until the ending um you know Ripley is shown to be very smart and reasonable. You know like she's very um you know like when they're like Fucking, they're about to bring uh, John Hurt's. Uh, what's his name? Kane. <laughs> Kane. They're gonna bring Kane back in, um, and, and they're like, "No, we need to do like the uh, uh, quarantine protocol or whatever." And they're like, "No, fuck it," and they just bring him in. And, you know, like she's always kind of like the voice of reason for a lot of the movie. And then it's like she's just after like, I think it's after. Is it before or after she finds? Um, it's probably after it's, she it's finds Parker and Lambert. Uh, yeah. like disemboweled and it's like, like, why would she go back for blood? the cat? 
Like, maybe you like the cat. You know, I like I like my uh, cat, even though my cat's a fucking asshole. No, I um, think I think she actually found the cat before. Is she she actually found the cat before. Yeah, she did. Okay. You, she did. you know, and, and, I know, you know she too, there's literally a book about screenwriting based on your complaint called Save the Cat. Yeah. You've heard of this book, right? Save the Cat? I haven't. No. What? Okay, so it's it's like literally the book that everyone has to read if they're getting into screenwriting. And it's the idea of like what makes a character sympathetic. And the guy's whole idea is like the reason Ripley is sympathetic is because in the middle of all this shit, she goes back to save her cat. You know? Okay. And I've, I've never heard of this. What the fuck? <laughs> no, it's it's like it's honestly the most like probably famous screenwriting book ever. But it's I don't know like, much about screenwriting. To be no, honest. it's all it's all good. <laughs> but like, I I don't know. I think that take is a little simplistic. You know, I mean, I think yeah, she wants to save her cat, but she's also just a person who like she's very like goal oriented and she's moving toward like particular things to accomplish them at every stage. Um, so I don't think it's so much just like, oh man, she would like totally lose her mind if she didn't have her precious cat with her. She's yeah. like, no, I have to like set the ship to blow up. Then I have to go get my cat and then I have to put the cat on the shuttle and then we got to get out of here. You know, it's like yeah, very yeah. systematic yeah, with her. I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah. It's just more of the cat jump scares I don't like. Um, I just yeah. feel like it's unnecessary. I love um, a jump scare. But yeah, yeah. like the ending's incredible. Uh, it's so fucking good. There's so much um, amazing like handheld photography in the second part because it's like early on everything's so wide and the, the camera like glides through the spaceship in such a, like a stately way. And then like, the camera sort of closes in on the characters and it gets more handheld. I yeah, love to the point so much. where it's where it's like yeah. the like POV Ripley and it's like the fucking yeah. shake. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and like great. Ridley Scott basically like operated the camera anytime it was handheld. Like he mm. operated a lot of this movie, which is unusual for a director. Like directors do not usually take the camera yeah. and shoot stuff. That's yeah. not their their lane. Uh, but you know, he just had such a strong hand in the whole thing visually, I think. Um, yeah, it's funny because like, I don't know, you guys, please like talk about this, but like Ridley Scott overall, not one of my favorite directors. So it's yeah. kind of funny that he made my favorite movie of all time because I look at his career overall and I'm like, the dude misses a lot more than he hits. And to me, he's kind of the like perfect example of a director who doesn't write. Like a director mm. who doesn't generate his own ideas. So it's like, if he doesn't have a good script, like he's fucked, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I would also, say it's like, yeah. I, 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 there's some Ridley Scott movies that I love, you know? Uh, like I love Blade yeah. Runner. It's one of my favorite yeah. films ever. But like, yeah. I would never watch a movie and be like, oh, look, it's Ridley Scott. I'm watching this. It's like, he's not one of those directors that like, I would yeah. watch a movie because <laughs> he's attached to it. You're not like, oh my God, Black Rain. It's like part yeah. of the whole <laughs> like narrative of his yeah. auteur cinema. It's like, no, it's just the like kind of shitty script he got and he was like oh michael douglas will be in it cool you know yeah. and it's like not good yeah 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 i mean the thing for me too is like in alien people talk about how he was so meticulous like he would shoot like for a long time until you really got what he wanted and these days everyone says ridley scott he does two takes and he's done he just he shows up he's like i know what i need to shoot i'll shoot it in two takes 
I'm hiring professional actors. If you guys don't get it in two takes, well, fuck you. It's your fault. And he basically just like, you know, does it sort of Clint Eastwood style where he's just rushing through the production. And I get it. I mean, the dude's pushing 90 and I'm sure he has like 15 more movies he wants to make, you know? Yeah, he's he's fucking old, man. And he's he's like got so many movies in pre-production, you know? Um, And I feel like he just doesn't have that kind of meticulous, like super designed uh, perspective anymore that are what made Alien and Blade Runner so special, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh let's see. Um yeah, Nikki, do you have more to say? Uh or obviously I have more to say about the yeah. film, but like, you know, do you uh so you know just What about like, what about of... Sigourney Weaver? Y'all have thoughts about her? Uh I think she's really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you agree? <laughs> I don't really have any uh bigger thoughts, I guess. I can't think of a word I want to use, but what about you, Nick? I mean you any know, thoughts about Sigourney? Uh, I mean, she she was amazing, but I think she actually fleshes out more in the second movie than she does in the first. Mm, yeah, she's definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really like how she's not really the main character for for like oh, a, yeah. a lot of the movie. Like it's like it's not really sure like who's gonna die. You know, like she could die like earlier or like like midway through the movie. If like say if you're watching for the first time and don't know anything about it, it's like she's not really like the main character until like towards the end. Actually, yeah, so it's like it's part of the reason I was like, like the final girl. Basically, I uh, would love to see this movie for the first time in 1979 because Tom Skerritt, Dallas is top build and. Yeah. He's easily the most famous person in the movie when it comes out. And you look at him and you're like, oh, yeah, this dude with like his feathered hair and his beard. He totally looks like a 70s movie star. So he's going to be our lead actor. And then he fucking dies an hour in. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, honestly, the movie does a really good job of not having Ripley be centered in any scene in any shot before that you don't think of her as being the main character until suddenly she is and i mean this was her first movie ever and i think her performance is just amazing it's so raw it's so emotional um it just it feels so natural and you're like wow this she was in like plays she had only done theater stuff before this and ridley scott picked her out and was like yeah sure you be the lead and uh it's incredible so good Um if I if I remember correctly, the role yeah. was actually supposed to go to Meryl Streep before it actually really went to Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yikes! I, I was, Meryl would be so family. interesting. Shit. It was I don't know how to go had to like back down, so it eventually yeah. went to Sigourney. I don't yeah. really see Meryl as a final girl. No. <laughs> I mean, she could have been though. It would totally change her I mean, career. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Meryl Streep as Ridley, or yeah, as R- Ripley. I said Ridley, as Ripley in Alien Four. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you mean Alien Five? <laughs> Alien Four's already come out, bro. It's too late for that. No, I, I want to see. No, I want to see Alien Resurrection with yeah. Meryl Streep, <laughs> like just deep faked into it. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah, I, I want to see the alternate universe where Meryl Streep is in Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Yeah, just singing like Mamma Mia show tunes while yeah. people are getting like ripped apart. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's wild. I mean, the the famous thing about all the characters was just that uh, Dan O'Bannon wrote 
all of the characters just by their last name and didn't give them gender specifications. So they literally had no guidelines as far as like casting a man or a woman in any of the roles. And so Ripley being female was something that Ridley Scott just decided. And that's interesting that he was like, oh, I'll try Meryl and then I'll try Sigourney. Like he at some point clued in on, oh, it should be like a female character who's the lone survivor, you know, but that wasn't in the script at all. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, the kind of, like, I mean, I never really thought of it as, like, oh, she's the final girl. Because it's not really that type of, you know, it's not, like, a movie, like, um, uh... Halloween? I want to say, like, Black Christmas for some reason. But, like, I don't know why Black Christmas is the first movie. Yeah, like, Halloween or something. Here's Uh, a question. Do you guys think the movie's more sci-fi or horror? It's kind of a slasher movie. It it almost feels like a slasher movie in parts. Like, uh, Harry Dean Stanton's death totally feels like a slasher like how he like he like strays away from the group and then gets right. you know all fucking thing like fucking goes through his head and like or that and like you know uh like like the dallas death when he's like in the fucking vents uh which is such an intense scene i love that shit i love how like oh, it's like closing in and you see the dots or whatever on the fucking thing that's just like this like straight up like just like you know like kind of like jump in your seat moment when it like comes out so good uh yeah i really like that part uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, I I agree. I think it's horror over sci-fi. It's sci-fi horror. It's sci-fi yeah, horror. I, I think I disagree. Actually. Oh, you think it's I, more I sci-fi? It would be nothing without the sci-fi. The sci-fi yeah. keys all the important notes in. It would just be like kind of I don't know, a generic alien slasher without all these important sci-fi aspects that this film kind of. Uh, I mean, it would feel it? very weird if that alien was impregnating random teens on a yeah. <laughs> suburban neighborhood and there was no explanation. <laughs> like if there was no sci-fi setting, it would be very strange. It would be yeah. like a Don Doler movie, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of those, but they're these like sure. backwoods uh, movies this dude made in like Kentucky where it's like an alien wandering around a neighborhood killing people. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, the galaxy that's, invader. That's, that's the best. Species. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think of it more as a horror movie. I think the sci-fi is a fake out where it's like it sets it up as a sci-fi setting. And then really the real movie is the slasher movie once that yeah. starts. Yeah, I definitely um, think like that's like the core of the movie is like, yeah. the, you know, like the... Um... You know the creature and all the horror, like all the you know uh, towards sure. the end stuff, and like yeah, it's definitely a lot of um the, yeah. the setup uh is like yeah, it's not really a your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's I mean, you know it it's sci-fi either horror, way. but uh, yeah, I see I yours see too. Like it's there would be nothing special about it if it wasn't also science fiction to set it yeah. all up. Yeah, if yeah. this was like just like oh, it's like a. I don't know. I almost said demonic cicada. I don't know why I almost said that. Like <laughs> You're thinking of Exorcist like... 2 over here? <laughs> um, if it's just like some kind of, um, you know, like, oh, this creature crawled out of a cave. It, yeah. it wouldn't really have the same. It wouldn't be ne- nearly as. Um... It would be the thing if it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, well, it, not really. I mean, it it, it's speaks, like. It speaks to the greatness of the creature itself that the creature is too bizarre to not come from a sci fi situation. Yeah. Like, this yeah. creature is so insane. It's such a bizarre design that is so far piece of art direction and an incredible piece of, you know, special effects. The whole thing with the xenomorph was originally it was supposed to be clear and yellow because mm-hmm. 
the chest burster, when it bursts out, it's kind of like yellow in color. And it was supposed to grow up and be sort of like a transparent, like kind of rubber glove sort of a look where it was like yellowish, but also see-through. And they realized right away, they were like, oh, fuck. Like if we shine light at this, like it looks like shit. Like it just looks like rubber and all the light goes through it. So they were like, well all right, let's try like spray painting it black. And they were like, oh, wow. If we do that, it blends in with literally everything. You know, it just yeah. looks like part of the ship. So uh, that was like, that was a lucky, you know, thing that they stumbled upon there. Um, but I just, I, I think it's such an amazing design. I mean, we can't, I would be remiss to say, you know, obviously uh, it has a, a head like a penis and it has yeah. another penis inside of its mouth. And it literally wants to, fuck you but not like fuck you in the like uh pussy your asshole it wants to like fuck your brain and kill you in the process so yeah. that's terrifying i think that's you know just a really scary idea yeah like, everything uh, about yeah. this film is like so quintessential to yeah i mean film in general it's like yeah. i'd argue it's like a fucking uh what's the word it's a convergence point for a fucking different timeline like alien is. is so quintessential yeah. to fucking us yeah to like fears <laughs> that human beings have always had to mythology to like all genre cinema it like all converges on alien it really does agreed yeah, yeah it's very uh very much one of the most influential movies of all time yeah um there's no debating that <laughs> it's just it is a lot of it came together just by happenstance almost yeah it was almost it's like it's meant to be yeah because like dan o'bannon as much as i think he had a great idea i don't think he really understood what this movie would become and i think it was the perfect combination of him hr giger ridley scott and then the entire cast like somehow stumbling into this thing and being like oh no we can make this great we don't have to settle for making a B movie. We can just make this better and better. And it just became this like masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's a really special movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. I'm like oh, so cool. happy to talk. I didn't about know it. that actually. I didn't know. That was yeah, no, it's, it's my number one for sure. I'm glad that I invited you to come on, uh, you know, kind of the last minute. I didn't. That yeah, I muscled my way onto the yeah. shit by being <laughs> annoying. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Because I, I love talking about this movie. I really yeah. do. Uh, one element of it I was going to bring up um, yeah. was Ash, uh, mm. which I think is a very interesting yeah. character. Ash. Yeah. Um, so the first time I watched this movie, um, it, it was a long time ago. It was like at least like. I don't know, uh, but it was, like it was eleven. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, When's the but, first um, time you saw it, dude? Who? Any of y'all? Like, uh, oh, I want to hear I your origin stories. First, saw it when I don't remember. I think it was like ten or eleven. It was when my brother bought my dad the Alien anthology I now have for like nice. Father's Day. Yeah. So my dad kind of introduced me to it. Mm -hmm. That's when I fell in love with it. What about you, Nick? First time you watched Alien? I, I actually saw Aliens first before I watched mm -hmm. Alien. So yeah. the first time I experienced the Xenomorph and stuff was watching Aliens. I think that's the reason why the second movie 
is probably my favorite movie and why I preferred it to the first one. So I think I must have been about 10 or 11 as well when I saw them both. Yeah, I think it's really common for people to see the second one first. And I get how people watch Aliens and go back to Alien and they're like, wait, Ripley <laughs> isn't the main character and there's yeah. only one <laughs> alien? Like, it feels yeah. a little thin I mean, if you haven't yeah. seen that one first. It's, yeah, it's yeah, kind of like, yeah. kind of like yeah. starting with Terminator 2 and then going to Terminator. It's, it's like, so like yeah. that. It is. It's like, yeah. yeah it's it like, would have you know, made the, a bigger impact. It would have. I think it would have made a bigger impact if I actually watched the first one, like first before I saw yeah. the second. Yeah, I, I think I think I'd probably feel the same. I think I probably would have um, liked the second one more if I would have seen it first. Uh, I'll get into my thoughts on that one. Uh, but like, um, where's I going with that? Fuck. Uh, hold on. My brain just oh. like stopped working for a second. I'll just say um, for me, I had a weird situation where I was obsessed with Alien before I even saw it, when I was a really little kid, because I just remember people, like, talking about it at school and things, and I, I think I saw, like, some imagery of it, and I was I was really into it, and I knew that my dad liked the movie, and I kept bugging him about it. And so what he did, this is sort of betraying how fucking old I am. This is, like, old people technology right here, y'all. But uh, what my dad did was, I was, I think, seven years old and he rented the vhs of alien from a, a video store and he put it into a two deck vcr which had like literally like two slots for vcr tapes side by side and what you would do is you would put in your rental tape and a blank tape and you would hit play on your rental tape and record on your blank tape and you would make a copy of any tape from a rental store that way so he made a copy of alien for me only what you could do was if you hit stop on the rental tape and then you hit play again you could cut parts of it out so what he would do is he cut out like the scariest parts of Alien for me and he made for me a VHS tape that was like a censored version of Alien for me to watch. <laughs> Only it was like, it was even scarier than watching it on TV because on TV you would have like maybe a shot censored or like a bit of like profanity but with this version of the alien that he made for me it would be like build up to something really scary and everyone would be freaking out and then suddenly the tape would jump five minutes ahead and i would just be like oh god what happened like clearly a bunch <laughs> of terrible stuff happened and i have yeah. no idea and so it made the movie even scarier for me and i watched that a bunch before I saw it like uncut when I was, I don't know, probably like 10 or 11 and again was like terrified by it, but loved it so much. Um, and uh, it's funny. And I think I had that same sort of uh, arc that you guys are talking about where I loved it. And then I watched Aliens when I was a little older and I was like, you know, just like maybe a young teenager or whatever. And I was like, well, Aliens is the shit. This movie's so cool. <laughs> it's so action-packed. You know, uh, Ripley's such an amazing character. She's such a badass. I love her so much. And so I got obsessed with that movie for a while. And I think then as I got older, I came back to Alien and was like, no, actually, this this is the masterpiece for me. This is like 
perfect filmmaking. Whereas for me, Aliens is like pushing things forward in terms of like special effects and action and sci-fi for its time, but it doesn't have that like timeless quality that Alien does as much to me. So that's kind of where I land. Yeah, that's interesting. I want to see the Alex's dad's uh, VHS uh, cut of the movie now. I mean, it's not, it's not good. It's just like all of the, you know, yeah, best yeah, scenes yeah. are cut down to nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you get the idea that something scary happened. It's a good uh, sort of exercise in, is it scarier to know something bad happened, but not see any of it, you know? As opposed to even just getting like a censored version. Yeah. 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 My, my first experience with this movie, um, it was back before I really got into films. I was probably like 12 or 13. Um, yeah. I really didn't watch a lot of movies before that point other than like Star Wars and Jurassic Park and like kids movies. Um, yeah. I've kind of talked about that before. But um, it, it's funny because um, I had this weird thing. Um, I always had this morbid fascination with like what was in like horror movies without actually watching the horror movies. Um, I do this really weird thing. So I always used to go to the library because um, I didn't really have internet until uh, I was like, uh, uh, I don't know, like 14, 15, something like that. Uh, so I'd always go to the library. Uh, now I sound now I sound like I, this was like in the 90s or something, but like it wasn't. Movies on a microfiche, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'd always go to the library and look up um, like the rate. They'd go to like, uh, I don't know, it's like Parents Guide. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. About movies. I don't know why the fuck I did yeah. this, but I, I would look up like what's in like these horror movies. And one of them was Alien. And I remember reading like the violence gore section of it and being like describing the chestburster scene. And I was yeah. like, really, like, uh, you know, like, really had this morbid fascination of like, I wanted to watch it, but like, I never watched any of the other movies I did this with. And it was this one, just like, I don't know, something about it. It looked like it kind of, I remember seeing like a trailer or something, and it kind of looked like Star Wars. And I love Star Wars just from like uh, some of the like ships, some of the set design and stuff. Uh, reminded me of Star Wars. So I really had, I really wanted to see it. And I had this really morbid fascination with uh, seeing uh, the chestburster scene, because it's so such an iconic scene. Then I got it out of the library and eventually watched it. And, like, um, I just remember thinking, like, it was going to be super gory and, like, like this, like, like the goriest, most, like, fucked up movie ever or something for some reason. It was really stupid. Um, and, and, like, I enjoyed it, but, like, I, I didn't love it. And then, like, uh, I kind of liked it more as I rewatched it. Uh, you know, I, I've seen it, like, I don't know, four or five times. Um, so it's not a movie I like watch all the time, but it's definitely one that I revisit every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I was like 12 or 13. Uh, it seems like everyone was, it seems like a good age to watch Alien, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta watch more. it when you're a little too young for it and it can be yeah, really scary. Yeah, it's a good one of those movies because it's not yeah. like, it's not like anything so like, I mean, I'm sure if you showed this to a little kid, it could be like one of those like childhood trauma things. Uh, yeah. But like, it's not like so like disturbing and fucked up that it's like, you know, it really bad. But like, yeah, it's a good movie to watch when you're too young to watch it. I I'd would say. rather have been exposed to Alien than fucking Child's Play as a kid because I was exposed to fucking Child's Play as a kid. And I fucking was scared of dolls for a long time. I was going to say, that's something of... where it's like a real life danger where it's like yeah. any stuffed animal <laughs> could stab me to death now <laughs> yeah yeah my sister fucking loved dolls so of course she loved turkey so yeah. i it just i was it was always a fucking thing and i was mm, still afraid yeah. of them till i like i was like a fucking preteen 
It's when yeah, I, I finally got over it and discovered Puppet Master, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> that yeah. was your healing experience was watching Puppet Master. I fucking love Puppet Master, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nikki, do you have any more uh, just to say about some of the other stuff we were talking about about Alien? Uh, just in general, uh, not really, but um, I, I, it would be a sin if I don't mention uh, Alien Isolation, the game. Mm. Um, oh, I feel yeah. like if you I have that. I played a few levels like, of it. It's great. Yeah, just what I it. You like it's really immersive, and you kind of like get put in the same position that Ripley was in the first movie. So. Yeah, if anyone hasn't played it, I'd say definitely try it out. So scary. Yeah, I heard horror games <laughs> scare me so much more than movies ever could. Uh I just it's hard for me. I, I own a fucking fuck ton of horror games that I'm just like too scared to touch. Because <laughs> for some reason, I guess putting myself in the position of said character scares me more than just watching it on the TV. Yeah, I, I'm not really much of a gamer uh, at all. Uh, I'm actually, but, like, there's, there's some games that like interesting horror games, you know, like because I, I do hear like aspect. horror. Yeah, I, I hear a uh, horror movie fans say like, yeah, there are horror horror games that scare me way more than any horror movie could. So uh, there's definitely some horror games I want to play. Yeah, I want to play Manhunt. Are... Manhunt looks fun. <laughs> did you guys play uh, PT, aka Silent Hill? I, I did not, but I was kind I of watch, obsessed with watch watching it. people play it when yeah. that came out. That's <laughs> the scariest like, thing I've ever played, and it's not even finished. It's like a demo, but that's yeah. I mean, a legendary demo. Oh, one of the scariest things I've ever witnessed, movie or game, easily. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Uh, there is aliens. a kind of a gaming aspect oh, that <laughs> relates to aliens that I could get to because there's yeah I didn't realize that I'll, I'll get to it when we get to aliens I don't <laughs> yeah. call them alien yeah. yeah um yeah one thing I definitely wanted to talk about a little bit uh yeah was character of Ash uh in uh Alien because I think yeah it was right before we started talking about our first experiences with watching this movie um the first time I watched it. I really didn't like it at all that it's like, oh, all of a sudden there's an android and he's like bad and he tries to kill Ripley by shoving a fucking magazine down her throat. Um, like, I, I just I really didn't like that the first time I was watching it. It's like this so out of left field. It's kind of like stupid. But then, like, my last rewatch of it, I thought, um, you know, if you watch for little things throughout the movie, he's very. Um, He's very sus. <laughs> um, he's like, um, there's. He's, that was so loud <laughs> in my headphones. Oh my god. Um, I agree. He is sus. He yeah, is very sus. It, there's a uh, yeah. Like there's some things. Like first off, he's like uh, one of the first people to say like we should go down to the planet. Um, yeah. You know, and also uh, you know opening the hatch when Ripley said like not to uh, to bring uh, you know. Br- he bring, works for the company. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and like also yeah. um during He's the company, one thing I, I I really noticed uh I, literally I'm really glad I picked this up um uh, uh my last rewatch. Um during the chestburster scene, uh one of the guys, I forget who, he like grabs like a I don't know, like, yeah, like Koto grabs a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's gotta attack it, and then he's like, uh, don't touch it. Yeah, or like and, and it seems like he's saying like um, you know, like don't touch it, it's like you know, it's the alien, it can hurt you. But he's, it seems like he's actually like always trying to like preserve it. You know, he doesn't want it to get hurt. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, which is just a little yeah. interesting little nuance I picked up on. And, uh, you know, there's a whole scene when, like, uh, uh, Ripley talks uh, talks to him about, um, uh, I forget what they're talking about, why it broke, like, the quarantine rule or whatever. And, like, he's drinking something, and it almost looks like that, like, milk blood, you know, the stuff that's in him. He's drinking, like, it, I'm not sure oh, if it's just, like, I'm not sure if that's yeah. a coincidence or not. Uh, but, um, I don't know, it's just, like, if you watch throughout the movie, then, of course, how it plays out, that's, like, he's working for the company. Uh, he was supposed to, um, it's, like, I'm not sure, uh, was it, like, when they got out there, um, the company said, like, oh, the alien is there, bring it back, or is it like, was that the entire point of them going out there? Was to get the alien? It was after the company. Okay, that's didn't what I thought. Know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, no one knew about what that signal held. Well, it's like one, once they figured out the what it might be. of the fucking situation. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, like, when they talk to uh, Mother, or when Ripley looks at the thing, and the, you know, Mother says, like, um, you know, the number one objective now, or number one priority, is to bring the alien back at the, and the crew's expendable. The yeah, company like, knew something. Yeah. The company knew there was something but there I, of value. I think, that ties, I think that ties in with Prometheus, like the prequels and stuff, because yeah. obviously the company the first time. Isn't there a subtle note about something during the intro of Aliens that it hints that they knew something was up with the planet? Because it's an uncharted planet, and they probably knew it was uncharted for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, kind of like you were saying, dude, about Ash, where you're like, it's strange that he turns out to be an android and the stuff that happens with him is so weird. Watching it now, he really creeps me out and grosses me out as a character because I was kind of thinking, like, what person would design an android to be like this? You know, what person yeah, would it design? Yeah, it it's fun because it's a, such a juxtaposition to Bishop in Aliens. Mm. Yeah, but you think about this yeah. like kind of dumpy guy who's you know like not particularly good looking, but he's very much <laughs> like a company man. And then as soon as he gets alone with this woman who is getting authority over him, he tries to like shove like a phallic object down her throat and kill her with it and yeah. you're like he was clearly designed by like a fucked up misogynist you know yeah. he was designed by someone who hates women and who built it into this robot to like put women in their place quote unquote I, and then you're like oh what a gross person you know I was just under the assumption that he glitched out as a robot when he actually did that because she did slam him against the wall and he started yeah, and his bleeding. Head. Yeah, and yeah, his but head there was something like, in yeah. his head. There was something in his head at some point to be like, I should attack this woman because she's in charge now, you know? And there was something in his head like that if he got a screw loose, he would act in such a misogynist way. So to me, it's like, there's something fucked up in his programming. I agree, it's like probably not on the surface, but it's like, you knock one screw loose in That's this guy and he acts it. in a fucked up way, you know? Yeah. I, I just think it's so, so, yeah. There's so much unanswered, and that's the beauty of the film. Yeah, yeah. I really love how uh, there's so much... Yeah, a lot of... Uh, yeah. Um, Stuff I, that I, lurks at the surface, but it's never really dwelled upon. 
Yeah, I love that the space jockey is a mystery. It really bums me out the way they explain the space jockey in Prometheus. I think it was so much cooler in Alien. I only saw it in theaters, though. So I definitely need to catch up on Prometheus again. I've been meaning to rewatch it for years. Because I fucking hated Covenant. Covenant's so bad. (laughs) Prometheus is interesting. I have a lot of problems with it, though. Yeah. I just find it so weird that he tries to kill her by shoving a magazine down her throat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's got problems with women, man. He's he's so, some kind of fucked up like misogynist. He really it's is. It's a weird way to kill someone. It is. A it's such a. It's a way that you would never. I feel like a normal person wouldn't just jump to that. It yeah. seems fucked up in the very base of it. Calculated yeah. almost. I don't know. Yeah, like why a magazine. It's such mm. a good scene because, like, all the yeah. horror up until that point, or all the you know everything's you know scary, all the threats are just coming from the alien, you know. And uh, yeah. then it's just, all of a sudden, it's like one of you know one of their the own, their own people is like trying to kill her. It's just, just yeah. like so out of nowhere, and like you know, like I said before, the first time I watched it, I didn't really like it, uh, but now I really like that. I really love that scene. I mean, and, it's like, very you know, loaded because, like, yeah. the magazine. It's a it's porn it's it's a pornographic magazine and there's porn all over the wall yeah. behind him because yeah. it's some somebody's bunk on the ship you know who just has like porn everywhere it's and harry that's dean the stanton. thing that he goes to he, it's gotta be right it's gotta be <laughs> harry dean stanton yeah but he that's what he does he picks up like this pornography and is like i should shove this down her throat you know because yeah. he's this weird repressed um, creep yeah, that's um, I know maybe I'm... some. Oh, sorry. What? Sorry. Um, I know I'm backtracking a bit, but I think the scariest scene for me would have been, um, the scene with Dallas when he's in those oh, in like yeah. that tunnel. Remember? When he's venting. Um, yeah, and he's like closing everything off, and he's like. Trying to... I think that would have <sighs> been the most terrifying scene for me. The that suspense was, yeah. is so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like one of the best jump scares. Um, it's so good. I mean, I feel like a lot of times jump scares are kind of said like, you know, it's like a fake out. But it's like, that's like a real jump scare. It's just like, oh, it's it's so good. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a fucking crazy. alien. Yeah. <laughs> and it got him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not a fake out at all. He's, yeah, yeah it's really scary for sure. Yeah. But um, so, we should probably get to aliens, right? We should. I just have one more thing to say about Ash. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I love, I love how um his, when he gets like decapitated or like his head's broken off. Uh, yeah. I love the effect. I love how it's executed with um, first it's a model, you know, uh, where you can clearly tell that it's like, or like it, it, you see it like, you know, moving and stuff, where it's clearly like, you know, detached. Then there's like, you can kind of see the cut, but there's a cut, and then it's yeah. uh, you know, it's Ian Holmes head, uh, you know, from beneath, uh, or like you know, underneath, or however they did that effect. I don't know. I just I really love the way it's executed because it gives the effect that it's like you know, Ian Holmes decapitated head there, uh, and yeah, I really like that and. Um, also, it's just kind of funny how like he's have he has that little uh, uh, he says something like um he he admires uh the alien uh because of um I forget what he says because how pure it is or so or like how yeah. um it's purity it, yeah 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 and um yeah. that feels like a Blade Runner moment almost uh it, it feels like a moment of like this like other kind of uh I don't know it just feels like something from like Blade Runner how he just starts talking about I feel the, like aliens has more of that though. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I just it does. I, it I feels heard. like Ridley Scott's obsessions with like, uh, you know, 
gods creating people and people creating yeah. gods and like perfect forms of things like coming back to kill you it's kind of yeah. like roy batty's whole speech to like yeah, exactly Tyrell before he kills him where you know he's like uh you know the candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long and you my son have burned so very very brightly and then he fucking crushes his skull you oh, know I love Blade Runner so much yeah yeah so it, it has that it has that kind of feeling of like uh Stepping into a space where you're trying to like mess with like the idea of perfection and how fucked up that'll actually be. Yeah. For Thank you. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which definitely a, a obsession of Ridley Scott's, you know, all through his career. Yeah. Uh, so do we have more to say about it or should we kind of wrap it up or wrap up the alien discussion? Um, and, uh, yeah. Because you know, yep. I have uh, stuff to say on aliens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. first off, uh, pretty good. Usually... Best movie ever, ten out of yeah. ten. <laughs> yeah. Number one yeah. favorite movie of all time. That's yeah. All. Usually, how we uh, kind of do it is we say uh, what negatives we have towards the movie. So, like, what are some negatives you would say? Uh, if you have um, any, I don't really have any negatives. Even though I wouldn't rate it like a ten out of ten, I don't have any negatives. Hmm. Okay. Um, rate it but... a ten out of ten. It's fine. You can do it. It's okay. <laughs> I think You're allowed. More, though. I mean, it's it's pretty up there. It's in the top three of all time. But that's a whole nother debate. Um, so I'm guessing you you kind of see this as a, you know it being your favorite movie. You kind of see it as like a perfect movie. Or do you have like something that bothers you about it, or like a little nitpick um, or something like that? I mean, it's got little visual flaws that are like you know, I guess signs of the time, kind of. Um, you know. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's so well-directed. It's so beautifully shot. It's so beautifully lit. I don't... I mean, beyond it just being my favorite movie, I don't really have complaints about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I, I guess I the only of... thing I'll say is I, I have to shout out the actor who played the alien. Uh, who's... Yeah. Name... yeah is uh i believe it's uh uh balaji badejo is his name he's a nigerian actor uh but yeah he was discovered in soho in new york uh just working in like a cafe but he was a visual artist and essentially he took the job just to like uh sort of pay so that he could like start up a studio of his own but basically he had no acting experience at all he had no you know like ambitions to be an actor of any kind he had no movement background but he was almost seven feet tall and he was incredibly slender and that was like the perfect person to like put Out into him. the costume and so i just imagine this dude who was like you know one minute he's essentially like a barista and the next minute he's in the most insane costume anyone's ever seen hung upside down in a room full of chains, yeah. you know, about to attack <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton. And I'm like, that dude had a hard fucking job, you know? And yeah, just good for him. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Nikki? Do you have anything, any particular problems with it or? I don't, I think it's, almost perfect i feel because i went into it very desensitized by the whole effect of the movie i think that's the reason why it's not really a 10 out of 10 for me so i would probably give it a nine i i, I wanted to go back on what i said if i had any selfish complaints it would be i need more of just the space jockey stuff 
I just mm. need more of that environment in my life. Just make a whole fucking movie out of that. It's the perfect tease, man. That's why you want more. <laughs> they teased you with it. But you don't really want to find out that they're like, you know, goopy, like normal looking human people who just like fucked up and created, a, you know, a virus that killed them all. Yeah. It's yeah. so lame <laughs> that they're just like humans wearing like weird spacesuits. I, I I like it so much better that it's this like bizarre creature. Yeah. This movie gives yeah, you no that, impression that there's a human underneath that, you know? Yeah. Um for yeah. complaints that I have, um I'll try and wrap this up so we can get to it. No, aliens. no, go for um, it. Yeah. Uh well first off, uh I like I said earlier, I don't like the cat jump scares. It's just I, I find that cheap and I think it kind yeah. of uh I don't know, devalues some of the more, you know, some of the atmosphere it builds, you know, for how how tense it is and um you know, uh, I don't know. I don't really like that. I think it's just kind of a cheap thing. But, you know, is it, it maybe it was before that was such a common trope, you know, having like that type of, you know, fake out. So I, that's not that bad. Um, there's one thing like I don't really like how um, the they show the whole creature at the end. I think it like when it's in space, like when it flies out and when she's like, you know, she's the thing and it flies out. Um, I just feel like it's like it still looks good, but like it. It just kind of like takes down the scariness of it, just since you see the whole thing. I think that always makes, uh, if you see the entirety of something, no matter how good it is or how well it's done, I think that's always going to make it a little bit less scary. Um, Those shots like, don't look as good as yeah, the yeah, obviously shots like of it in the movie. Yeah, like when it's in the vent, you know, like that's yeah, so much yeah. better than like when you see yeah. it in like full lighting. Um, but that's not really a huge problem. Again. Um, and there are like a few effects here and there, like, um, when you see the second, uh, mouth coming out or like the second, uh, set of like teeth. Yeah. Um, it, it looks good, but it looks a little bit cheesier since it's like a very up close shot. Dildo. Yeah. And, um, or like the chestburster scene, which I love, you know, it's one of my, you know, favorite movies in any sci-fi movie. Um, like the little, little one comes up and it like makes a noise and like it, it has like a, has like a, it looks like it has like a grill in its teeth. <laughs> like, <laughs> it does. Um, it has like metal teeth. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think like, when it comes up out of John Hurt's chest though, it looks so good. Yeah. Like my mind's kind of blown yeah. by that first shot where it like comes up out of his like oh, yeah. viscera. It looks so good, dude. And like it runs away. Def. But then when it like, like runs away. Oh yeah, it looks <laughs> yeah, so silly. cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I don't yeah. know. There's like little complaints like that, but that's not enough to actually take points off of, of the movie. Um the one thing for me, uh this is really just uh it's not really a problem of the movie. It's really just a uh more of a thing. Uh maybe it maybe it's more of a problem with me. Um I, just something about the pacing of the movie is very well paced, but it kind of loses me. There's like never a single like boring moment. Um but just a lot of the movie, it's like, I feel like there's a lot, of, there's like several scenes I really love. I love the chestburster scene. I love when they find the alien. I love the breakfast scene. I love I actually uh, agree some with of the you. death scenes. And uh, there are and like a lot of the rest of the movie, minor pacing issues. it's not like, the, it's not like, oh, it's, um you know, it's not well paced. It's like too slow or like, oh, this whole part's boring. And then there's a good scene. It's not like that. It's like, it's very, I don't know, something about it. It's, just it's kind a of long loose. build up. Yeah. yeah. Um which yeah. Is, that's not even the problem. It's just like something about the pacing kind of loses me to, uh, not really. It doesn't really lose me but like it's to the point where it's like it's not really a movie I'd rewatch all the time. It's like uh, it's a movie I really enjoy but it's not really a movie that I would rewatch a lot. And it's just like something about it something about the pacing. I, I can't even really explain what it is. Maybe it's just a me problem that it's like 
uh, this specific type of pacing, but it's like, uh, yeah, that's really the only thing. Um, I get you. I get you. It's like, you know, like, I really love its, like, you know, influence and, and style, uh, but it's not something I'd, like, rewatch over and over like Blade Runner. You know, like, that's just, uh, I don't know, even, even even though I've seen it, like, five times, <laughs> it's just not something that's, I'd go Blade back Runner to Blade Runner is such much. a good comfort um, film. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate this movie, but it's not something that I, like, I really love. Um, even though I do kind of love it. I don't know. It, it's not as, like, there's, like, other movies, like, something like Blade Runner uh, from Ridley Scott and, like, that type of, you know, like, gritty sci-fi. It's just something I enjoy more. Um, but, like, yeah, there's fair. Couldn't disagree more. I've seen it dozens of times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I kind of like how, um, you know, something like Blade Runner, uh, it's more of, like, the sci-fi is, like, a vehicle uh, kind of for the, like, central theme about, like, humanity or whatever, you know, that type of stuff. It's uh, also a detective th- movie, which yeah, yeah. is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love but, detective um, movies, especially when they're pretending to be other kinds of movies. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yep. eight out of ten, I would give Blade Runner, or I would give Alien <laughs> an eight out of ten. Uh, eight out of ten. It's. What are you saving those very, two points for, bro? Come on. It's a very <laughs> solid movie. It's my rating for like a movie that I think is very solid, and I very much appreciate it. But it's not something that I love. That's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's like. Uh, um, also, what's what's your favorite scene from it? Uh, that's another thing. Mine is probably the Ash scene or the chestburster scene. Those are just I love those two I've parts. I've talked so much. about it like three times already. It, it's the space jockey shit. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Nick? It would be the the scene with Dallas in in the wormhole. Oh, like yeah. that's mm. my favorite. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Alex, I mean, I'm a bad person. To ask. It's my favorite movie of all time. It's yeah. an easy 10 out of 10. I'd say it's one of the five best movies ever made just on an objective level. Like I put it up there with like Persona, Stalker, Silence mm. of the Lambs. Like, Ooh, I mean, literally good. just like, you know, movies there. I'm like as perfect as perfect gets uh, for me. And it's like I could quibble with a shot here and there where I'm like the 70s special effects are showing their age or like it's kind of silly that the captain talks to one CRT screen in the middle of a room full of Christmas lights and that's the ship's computer. But like, you know, setting that aside, it's insane how good this movie is how fucking hard it goes and uh yeah it's just my favorite movie ever so that's it and you give it like i don't know like what six out of ten you know yeah like maybe five (laughs) six out of ten you know three and a half stars yeah i'm like i'm like do i give it the orange heart on letterbox i don't know borderline (laughs) (laughs) does it go in the top four on letterbox maybe not uh (laughs) no no uh, it's a permanent resident on my top top films that's okay. So I, I guess we could just introduce aliens now. So hmm. there's aliens. We are please yeah. say this is I don't remember how many years later. I probably should. Maybe years, right? Like it's like okay. eighty or something, whatever. It's a long fucking time after Alien. And Ooh. we finally get a peek a bit at the world that they're living in and it's how corporate focused it all is. It's very interesting to see in it it puts a bit more perspective onto Ash's motives in hindsight when you're looking at how every, and then I don't remember his name the fucking guy who talks to Ripley 
Burke, Probably Paul sure. Reiser. Yeah, Paul, yeah, I remember Paul Reiser who's in Stranger Things, by the way. I didn't realize how I fucking looked them up on IMDb. Anyways. Oh, Paul Reiser's a big star, man. Come on. He was in Mad <laughs> About You, a sitcom that um, was canceled before you were born. So get it right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Um, he's also in Whiplash. He's really good in Whiplash. I have not seen Whiplash. What? Anyways, bro. Oh. And... Crazy. You should, dude, watch Whiplash. It's so good. Oh. I mean, okay, so Paul Reiser, and all he's really telling her is just fucking, it's all like, I don't want to say corporatized speech, but it's all corporate focused. It's all Paul Reiser, they're talking, some corporate <laughs> It's shit. a movie about Paul Reiser. <laughs> he, he leads this movie, okay? Yeah. Um, and it's revealed to Ripley that they fucking, for some reason, well, they didn't know, or did they, built a colony on the fucking planet with the space jockey. Uh, quote, unquote, unknowingly, you know. Uh, and shit go, shit hits the fan. So that's the fucking yeah. premise of the movie. So, so oh. it presents his. I'm like talking about the whole fucking movie. I can put, I, I prefer this over alien. Really I mean, most people okay. who are listening have seen aliens, right? Yeah. They know. They yeah. know what's going on. They should have. Yeah. Except for Arthur. I know, I, I'm he, not trying to summarize it. <laughs> but he's seen aliens. Like, That's so wild. Yeah. I'm not trying to summarize it, but like, there's so many interesting aspects about this movie that like I just prefer the world building and everything of aliens over alien. Yeah. I don't know I if agree. any of you have anything to add to that. Nikki, uh so I know you're you're very <laughs> fond of this movie. Uh so yeah, what what are some like preliminary thoughts on it before we really get into like the plot stuff and different things? Um, I think the biggest thing would be Ripley herself. So she was so fleshed, like I said before, uh, earlier in the episode, she was like so fleshed out in this movie and um, all her good traits that you kind of see in the first movie, like how she's so, um, like her decision-making skills and stuff like that. It's like she's able to act under pressure. You see that really fleshed out in this movie, um, just being able to like command a whole bunch of Marines um i think that was like really really impressive and i think that's what actually like made me love the movie when i first saw it because she's just so badass so yeah enjoyed the characterization in this film over ellie even i'm sorry to say that i know that's heresy for you too but i find myself generally i noticed (laughs) i prefer things that like, if there's a season two of something, I'll always prefer season two over season one just because of characterization. Just because you know these characters and you get to know more about how they operate in the second season than you do the first, usually. That's how I feel about Aliens. You know Ripley a lot better, you know, and it brings... So you insert Ripley into this new situation where she's kind of... I don't want to say, like, in charge, but she knows what they're dealing with and then she's everyone else doesn't they have no idea what to fucking expect mm. yeah because she's going down all cocky and shit 
and Ripley's like fucking afraid. Not she's not afraid, but what's the word? She's traumatized, she and she yeah, knows yeah, that it's gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like she's just, fuck. I don't want to do only, this, but I'm. Yeah, she was. Her hand was forced to do it, pretty much. Yeah, and like she's the only one who's actually had experience with this. You know, who's alive? Uh, right. Which I thought was kind of interesting, because uh, like you know she knows what's yeah like. She, you know, she knows the different stuff. Like she knows they have like acid blood. You know, they, uh, which is something that I yeah. didn't even really uh, point out or uh, in the alien discussion. But I really love that. That's something that makes aliens so cool that they have like fucking acid blood. It's kind of. I don't. I don't know what I was going to say. I just. It's interesting. The acid blood would pretty much be to help with digestion. I guess. I guess that makes sense. It's, it's like a fly almost. Because isn't that how fucking flies work? Uh, Basically, yeah. Like puke on it, and then they describe it as a defense mechanism too, which you know it's really cool. But yeah, like I mean, it just makes the xenomorph that much cooler. Yeah, you mean like in the fly when Jeff Goldblum pukes on a donut? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, bomb and drop. (laughs) Oh, I love the fly. Yeah, fly's so good. You know, Aliens is great. It's totally like James Cameron indulging his mommy fetish because he. Loves making <laughs> super powerful mothers who love killing people. That's like his whole career, basically. Yeah. And basically, yes. Aliens comes down to like I'm a mom it. battle. It's one mom fighting another mom, you know? It is. And it's great. Get yeah. from her, you it's two moms beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a great yeah, it's... movie. I love that final sequence, too. I love oh, so good. a lot about this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. I don't feel I don't really like this film as nearly as oh, much no. as Alien. Uh, I have thoughts on it, but it's like I, I kind of want everyone who really likes what it to kind of talk about thoughts? it first. We're talking about it. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, <laughs> I think it takes everything that's so good about the first one and just turns it into an eighties action movie, which I think will either work for you or doesn't work for you. In my case, it just it really doesn't me. work for me because I think like everything that I like about the first one, the tension, you know. The paranoia, all the, um, you know, everything, the, you know, the small cast with, like, the one alien. It's just, like, everything about it is, like, completely gone in this movie. You know, there's, like... To me, it's, like, the first, the first thing that happens, like, point. The, I guess, but it's, like, the first, the first death in the movie is a xenomorph. Is <laughs> like, it, what, I, it's the one that's, like, it, uh, it's, like, when they find, like, the lady in the goo or whatever, and she's all, like, uh, fucking, um, Yeah, technically, it's the ooh, woman who gets chest burst. I guess. But yeah. it's, like, the first thing, it's, like... There's like xenomorphs just getting shot and like splattering in the dead. Right. It's like I don't I don't like that. I like the xenomorph as this fucking creepy thing that's in the shadows and it's like terrifying. I like that. I, I don't really like it as an eighties action movie. And that's really it. Like I think it's I think it really works as an eighties action movie. If this was just if Alien didn't exist, you know, uh and like this was just like James Cameron's aliens and it's like yeah, it's like I would like it way more, but it's like, like I don't. It's like I just think I it takes know. so much away from the just... first one. Just throwing like '80s action movie on it and disregarding it just throws out so much good characterization. Yeah. I, I, I guess mean, I mean, the Ripley character is really special. Like there is no Ripley. other character like her in '80s action. There's, some There's no female protagonist who's like fighting for her own motherhood because her child has died while she was asleep, and now she's like, you know taken this young girl on as her new daughter and she's like fighting for that and it's so 
emotional. I, I, it's so emotional. Love yeah, you guys saw the director's cut, new... right? Um, yeah, no. yeah. I'm not sure okay. which cut I've seen. I haven't. I saw that. Uh, I watched the theatrical cut for both movies. Oh, because... the director's cut is so much better. Valiance. Oh, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, really I like the theatrical. I know what you're saying about how you know the character arc with Ripley and Newt. I don't like Newt at all. Um, <laughs> I'm not I a really great actor. I could. He's very child actory. Um, which I mean, that's kind of like, my my only I, issue with this movie is the acting feels less real. It feels more like stylized eighties acting. Well, it is. To me. It's an eighties action movie. It's an eighties sci-fi. sci-fi horror action movie, and it's yeah. really good. When it, like that scene towards the end when they're in the when all the aliens are attacking, that's great. I love that. It's great, but it's like. It's not what I want out of an alien, you know, like it's not alien. It's not that. It's just it's not it takes that and it just turns it into an alien action movie. Which like, yeah, it has character stuff, but yeah, like I said, like I, I don't like Newt. Like I, I think like I feel like she's I mean, I don't like child actors for the most part. I think they suck. And like yeah. people just say, Oh, they're kids, and it's like, no, they're it's still part of the movie. Um and like And there are good I like kid actors. Actually, I feel like she's actually kind of a good kid actor in parts. And then there's parts okay. where, like, some of she's the stuff fine. they just have her she's doing. She's not amazing, thing. but she's not bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, her character has been ripped off so many times, too, and done badly. Like, if you want a bad version of Newt, look at, like, Jurassic Park 3, where there's this little yeah. boy who can, <laughs> yeah. like, fool all of the dinosaurs in the park oh. and, you know, is running around with smoke bombs, like, scaring <sighs> away T-Rexes. And you're like, oh, right, this is... This is why Newt is good because it's not like this, you know. Yeah. It's not stupid. Yeah, Newt has so many sucks. adorable <laughs> moments, though. I love how she fucking kind of takes a liking to. I don't remember the character's name. Uh, it's the fucking captain of the team, pretty much. Hicks. Hicks. Yeah, she's like she has a bit of a relationship with Hicks. Yeah. Because. Like, when they're planning the situation, he, like, just casually lifts her up and doesn't, like, make a big deal out of it and sets her on the table because he fucking knows she's wanting to see what they're doing. And she, like, yeah. wears his helmet in one scene. I don't know. It just uh, works for me. Yeah. What were you saying, Nick? It's, like, the little ragtag family, Hicks, Ripley, and Newt. Like, yeah. you can say, like, push situation. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was, like, a really cool element that they added. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of on both sides of this because I really love this movie and I agree with everything you guys are saying. And then, but I also kind of agree with the idea that like it makes the alien less special. Yeah. When like, they just like see, hundreds of them are getting point. shot. It's sort of I like mean, if Blade was the sequel to Dracula. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, you have exactly. one super scary vampire, and then in the sequel, Wesley Snipes kills a hundred Draculas in the yeah. first scene. You're like, well, hmm. <laughs> Suddenly, Dracula ain't shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah, it's just like it's it's not what I like about Alien. It's it, it's like yeah. there's so much about Alien that I really like, and it's just it's not that. And like, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, I'll it, say this, like you know, not holding it against it, but too much. It's a great looking movie, but. You know, Alien is, Alien is anamorphic really and the lighting like is so them. good. And Aliens is shot I, 1.85 and it's I a really, little more conventional. Yeah. But it looks really good. I wanted to mention this yeah. earlier, but it wasn't really fitting with the conversation. But 
there's a specific thing about the aesthetic that I noticed on this rewatch. Yeah. That is kind of I don't know how to describe it. Okay, so basically there's a video game. It's Halo. It's Halo Two. So much of the as- military aesthetic in this game is so much of fucking Halo. So I'm kind of like, it's just fucking cool to see because it's like the closest. I know there's a fucking TV show coming, but I don't fucking care. It's not canon. But the aesthetic is the closest we'll get to an actual fucking Halo movie. It's one of the most visually influential movies the ever fucking, made. Yeah, like most video at. games are ripping off Aliens. For yeah. Sure. So yeah. fucking cryo yeah, tubes or like straight out yeah. of fucking Halo. No, I mean, I'm saying it backwards pretty much. Right, fucking right. Halo but we know it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like straight out of this movie. Fucking yeah. the. I forget his name. The dude. Uh, the black dude. Apone. Yeah. Sergeant Apone. Sergeant Johnson in yeah. fucking Halo is basically that guy. Oh, there are so, so many it's like fucking yeah. really cool. It's just really fun for me to see like, oh, it's like I kind of get to see a depiction of him that's actually fucking accurate that I won't be yeah. able to see. At the and the dropship and the APC, it's all like so perfectly designed. So shade at yeah. fucking the TV show right now. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't really like visually. It's like it's solid. I, I don't think it's nearly as good as the first. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it has I, some I, amazing shots in it. I think it was, the shot yeah. of the alien rising up behind me yeah. in the water is one of my favorite shots in any movie. Um, it's so I, scary and so good. I oh. actually made a thumbnail uh, for the YouTube. Yeah, and that's actually what it is. I actually have that as oh, like, sick. Yeah. So I always choose one picture yeah. from one of the movies we talked about, and that's actually what I chose. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's so good because the, the xenomorphs, too, they they look amazing in this movie, and the queen looks absolutely amazing. And uh, they were all designed by Stan Winston, who is probably the greatest, like, animatronics uh, special effects person of all time. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, his work is absolutely unbelievable. And part of it that you can kind of see watching it again is like the xenomorphs look so good and they move so well because they're not people in suits in this movie they're all puppets and so like when a xenomorph moves its head it has this sort of like weird snap to it where you can tell it's like the fine sort of motor function of a person's hands instead of like a person in a suit turning yeah so it's like this is a fucking alien (laughs) oh yeah no they they look great and then the queen is like a marionette basically like she's her legs don't actually support her she's dangling from the ceiling and she looks so good i mean the the effect of her is so so well done yeah um we haven't mentioned Bishop yet, which is probably my favorite character from the movie, actually. Uh, Bishop's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, I want such to... a juxtaposition of Ash in all the best ways. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Lance Henriksen. I mean, oh. great actor. You know, James Cameron regular. Um, you know why he got cast in Aliens, right? I have no, no idea. But no. he's so perfect. He was Cameron's first choice to play the Terminator. And the studio Interesting. said that he he you know didn't want him for it. The studio was like, no, you should cast Arnold. And so 
that's why Lance Henriksen is the police chief in Terminator because he was like, well, I'll give him a role. And then he wrote the perfect robot part for him, which is this like kind of sympathetic, soulful, like really cool robot who you don't fully like. You feel like you never fully like get to know him. He's kind of mysterious yeah. and it's like the perfect part for him. Yeah. 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 yeah also, um, you know, um, fucking speaking of the Terminator, uh, yeah. actor of kicks. What's his name? Like Michael Bean or Bean? Yeah. Michael Bean. Michael yeah, Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle Reese. Kyle he's Reese. Kyle Reese. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, so good in this movie. God, he's so good. Yeah. That's right. You got to watch the director's cut too. The part where they tell each other their first names. Oh, Amazing. I'm not sure so if I've good. seen the director's cut. I feel like I might have. Yeah. I think I saw it the first time I watched it, which yeah. was a long time ago. Um, so I, I'm not really sure. I, I probably forget any differences in it. Uh, but um, I think it adds a lot of characterization for them. Interesting. Uh, uh, I'm tempted to either fucking rewatch Blade Runner or the Aliens director's cut now after this. Yeah. yeah the, um, I don't care if it's 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I really love the. Um, the scene uh when they're introducing all the uh all the military people and like when oh, they come yeah. out of like the uh cryosleep or whatever and like um you know they have the thing you know every, they're introducing everyone and they're all acting tough and then, and then the guy does the thing with the fuck the fucking uh uh knife a finger trick i i, lo- I don't know i just really i really yeah. love that scene that might yeah. be my favorite scene of the movie actually i don't know i just really like that bill paxton's amazing yeah uh Jeanette Goldstein as Vasquez, she's incredible too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Which kind of solidified that trope, I'm pretty sure. Which one? Of the fucking badass feminine has to yeah. be like super masculine. Yeah. It's interesting kind of now that I bring that up. We have a masculine female and then we have Ripley, which is totally not that. Yeah, I like that Cameron shows many different sides of femininity, but he, I feel like he respects all of them, you know? And like, yeah, Vasquez is really tough, but like, I don't know. I mean, you know, she's still like in a relationship, no shade against Drake, you know, and it's not like she's just totally like defeminized, you know, she's like this, just a yeah. tough fucking character, you know? The best female yeah. character is the queen alien. <laughs> oh man. The queen's so good. <laughs> So scary. So uh, awesome. I don't want to be weird, but like I know there's so much weird rule 34 of that thing. Out there. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you know. Course, like that thing is totally is. like someone's fetish. Oh I god. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I I shouldn't even get into it, but yes, definitely. Um <laughs> not, not personally, question. but I don't, know people like, who really are into that. Don't spoil it or like tell me the details, but Newt's mm. Is Newt in the fucking sequels? No. <laughs> She's no, she not? Dies. She dies immediately in Alien 3. Yeah, I, yeah, I hate Alien 3. Okay, so do not watch Alien 3. <laughs> no, Alien 3 is really good. It's a really mean movie. Uh, it's really sad I hate tragic Alien 3. So I don't I, know if yeah, I respect the movie. So bad. Bad. Alien of 3 is they such do. a mess. Of course they do. It's such a fucking trope in itself. Fucking... Yeah. Friday, oh, which one? It's Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 did it. The fucking yeah. black guy survives, and then the fourth one, he dies immediately. Fucking yeah. Final Destination 2. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, I, I hate, hate that trope. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, yeah I like uh, yeah, it just... in Alien 3, because Alien 3 is all about 
dying. Misery. It's I'm about like the end of your Alien life. Three. Yeah, because I know I that mean, the aesthetic is very interesting. It's weird. It's it has Fincher. good stuff about yeah, it's it. Like yeah, David it's Fincher's um, first movie. Yeah, and didn't I he feel say, like, like there's get... a good. I've I don't I've never seen it, but I I know people hate it, but I've always felt like there's got to be something good under their skin there. It's been a while but since I've seen it. Oh, sorry, what, Nikki? Sorry, no, I like completely despise it. It just yeah, doesn't sit right. And I watched both cuts. I watched the theatrical and the assembly cut, and I just couldn't deal with it. Yeah, it's, it's so like... miserable. It's a really unpleasant movie. So was, I get anyone who doesn't like it. it. There's there's a couple things I like. I like um, I'm not you know this is an Alien Three discussion. I like the scene <laughs> with the uh, the thing inside of the, it's like a cow or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, but I hate it. It's a it's a fucking mess and it's boring. That's the one thing I found it super boring. I don't care if it's miserable or not. I like that shit. It's just, yeah, that movie's fucking, uh, it's a mess. It's just, David Fincher, I'm pretty sure there's a quote. He said, like, he'd rather get bowel cancer than have another experience as yeah, he hates working in Alien 3. And that was his first well, film. Yeah. Uh, then he made, like, fucking Seven, wasn't it? Wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Seven was his next movie. Imagine you going from Alien 3 to Seven. That's crazy. No. He, what well, Yeah, it was, like, a lot of the studio decisions that, like, made it suck as well. Yeah. So really finch's fault it was I mean, like yeah, the 10th yeah. version of the movie and he yeah. didn't have a lot of control and he hired this dp who he loved who had like uh late stage parkinson so he had to literally retire from filmmaking halfway through yeah. shooting the movie and then the studio just like assigned him a dp to finish it and you think about what a control freak he is on all his other movies yeah, and it's just yeah like, imagine David it was Fincher a nightmare for not him. having control of his own movie yeah exactly like, right yeah, that's what alien 3 is and yeah. it's like to me i think if you blended the two cuts together and did new visual effects for it you could make a pretty good movie that's very miserable that's like yeah. misery porn, but I think would be interesting. And instead, it's like kind of a mess. Yeah, it's right. uh, that's just it's me. my least favorite alien movie, actually. Oh, uh, psh, you like it less than Resurrection, really? Resurrections. Okay, I was saying, I was saving, I was saving our thoughts on the because I want to kind of like go over and talk about all the alien movies. But fuck it, yeah. Alien Resurrection is super funny. It's like, well, it's, yeah, it's so enjoyable <laughs> to watch. I mean, it's bad, but like. I think it's if you don't like pretty... care about the movies, then it's fine. I mean, I guess. F3, I mean, F3, it's like, it's like, uh, I don't give a shit because it's so boring. Yeah. It's like Alien Resurrection is actually very entertaining. Like, it's stupid. It's kind of bad. It's, it's from the director of like Amelie or whatever. Like that movie. Like, yeah, Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Yeah, yeah. I want to see literally a, an uh, alien Dr. bites the back of a guy's head and then he pulls out a piece of his brain and looks at it and goes like, Ooh. He has like yeah. he does like DreamWorks face, has, you know. It, he it has, has like a Looney Tunes reaction to seeing his yeah. own brain. There's like a part when like I'm just saying someone, that happens in that like movie. A, someone has like a chestburster, then they like uh-huh. grab another person and grab them and have the chestburster yeah. go through yeah. them. It's the silliest and like thing explode ever. out the next dude. Yeah, yeah. It's so goofy, but yeah. like, it's really fun. Like it's fun and it has some like, really <laughs> grotesque stuff. It has the fucking like hybrid. Oh, that's oh, just, so weird. the newborn looks so oh, shitty. Yeah. God, the, it looks so bad. I love it at oh kind of spoiler whatever I love the end uh, there's a yeah. scene when um with the hole in the spaceship and, the and it gets, gets sucked uh, out yeah. through the hole yeah yeah fucking, it's kind of fun it's, it's got its moments it, it's it's like a fun like I I'd, I'd rewatch it you know it's a good drama <laughs> movie I'd say yeah yeah or like 
Alien 3 is just fucking boring and it has terrible special effects. It's a complete mess of a movie. Like, yeah. I think Alien 3 has some really good scares and I love Ripley's death at the end of it. And I just love the miserable tone of it. it. You might watch them all. Yeah, well, he's I mean, now. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't really die because she comes back in it's, Alien Resurrection. It's a fucking clone. It's yeah, fine. It's, yeah, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, feel like Prometheus and Covenant. Like, um, oh. I mean, Prometheus. I remember being like, whatever. I, I like Michael Fassbender a whole lot. Uh, yeah, I like parts of Prometheus a lot. Fassbender's amazing. I wish uh, Charlize was playing the lead because she's so much better than Numi Rapace in that movie. Yeah, I don't really she's uh, much about she's the daughter of uh, of Wayland of Guy Pierce. Yeah. Mm. Also, but, um, um, yeah, in Covenant, she gets squished like... by the spaceship because she doesn't know how to run sideways. Oh, that's remember? so stupid. That is yeah. so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh man, and uh, as for the Covenant, um, I don't hate it. Like it's it's not good, but like I don't hate it. It's like I, it has like some decent moments. Okay, that feels like, like really, a Marvel movie to me. You guys really get that a little bit between the two Michael Fassbenders. The spine spine buster scene was like the best scene for me in Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that but seems it, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I feel like he tried to make it too philosophical when it wasn't really supposed to be a philosophical movie. So he like yeah. it was like a parallel of Ozymandias, and it just I don't know, it just wasn't working for me like the execution yeah. yeah they got away from being these like really refined beautifully made genre movies and they tried to be more like philosophical movies with horror elements and yeah, yeah. Work. they made the movies seem dumber by trying to be smarter i, I feel just, i feel like i really hate that they tried to um they explain so much more about the xenomorphs and stuff i just i don't like that it's so much better i mean just i think the simplest thing the simplest thing of the alien on the spaceship and that's fucking terrifying the fucking chest burster you know the fucking thing on the face all that shit it's good in alien that's great and i think they could have just left it at that i don't think i mean you know aliens i know you guys really like it but like i i don't know it's like you know, back to Aliens, it's like, you know, it's just kind of... I don't think it needs to be an 80s action movie. I don't think it needs to be fucking Alien Resurrection. It doesn't need to be explained with, like, all the Prometheus right. stuff. Like, I, just, I don't... It doesn't need that. It's good as the simplistic, great, per, very well-executed, you know, sci-fi horror, which is Alien. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I like Alien as. I don't think it... I don't think there's much more past that that's really that good at being. I don't know. Yeah. Um... I how do I word this? So I feel like Aliens kind of answers a lot of questions that we kind of had in the first movie, which I really loved. So in the first movie, you kind of see that they're on a commercial shop, so there's no way that they could protect themselves with weapons and stuff like that. So adding mm-hmm. that element with the with the military and you know having guns and stuff like that, I think it was like a good thing because you kind of see that even though they were like protected they still were outnumbered by the aliens. And I know like you guys said, there was like a lot of aliens and you just see all of them like dying everywhere. But I think that was like really purposeful because um, in the beginning, when you first see them go into the nest, um, there's not a lot of aliens. There's not a lot of xenomorphs that actually like attack them. There's like quite a few, but they get overpowered very easily um, with yeah, the they weapons get ambushed. and stuff. 
yeah yeah they get him and um even when they try to like get into the compound to like get at the team they get they get obliterated by the sentry guns so i think them increasing their numbers to like attack them even more was actually strategical on their on the xenomorphs part if that makes sense and mm. um it was actually it kind of showed that they actually are quite intelligent so i don't think it really took away from the effect of the actual xenomorph because you actually see that hey they they can kind of like think like you know and like make like a i'm wording this so badly but they um they can kind of like strategically plot what their next attack is so yeah i didn't think it yeah. took away from them at all yeah yeah and sigourney like, actually... is so good like her all the performances in aliens are really good but she's amazing in it um and i i agree that i think she you know i agree with you that they really deepen her character in aliens and her performance is wonderful and that's that's what i most take away from it is like how much i love that character and i love what she becomes in that movie and it's funny because it's like in the first movie she's very obviously like in her 20s she's this younger person and then in aliens you know several years have passed she's in like her mid-30s and suddenly she has a daughter and it's hard to imagine that the character in alien had a daughter but it fits perfectly for where sigourney is there in her life and making her a mother you know, is is such a cool thing. And then having her become a mother to Newt is like a great little, you know, thematic building on that. But yeah. 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 Andy? <clears throat> I'm trying to get distracted because my body hurts, not gonna lie. Uh, okay. Um, oh, damn, dude. Yeah, I am... Um... Yeah, I, I know what you're saying uh, about the character characterization and with Newt and everything. It's just, I think it's more of like, like for me, it's like, I don't really care about anything that's happening in the movie because it's not really what I like about it. So I don't really care about the characters and I don't really care about anything that's happening uh, just because of the kind of approach it takes. Um, I feel like Damn. that's more of just my how I, you know, how I see it, like, I don't think, like, that's bad. Like, I, I know what you're saying about the characters. I'm not saying, like, no, objectively, it's like this, of course, it's not objectively, but it's like, it's not like, yeah, uh, I think that it should not be an, an action movie, so fuck this movie, it's a bad movie, and you're stupid if you like it. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, to me, I just, I really don't care. Uh, I, I don't really care about anything that happens in it, because I just, I feel like it really cheapens so much of what it makes it good. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, let's see. I'm gonna just scroll through my notes real quick. Uh, I don't even maybe... know if I left any notes for aliens. Uh, Hudson is such a great character. I love Bill Paxton and everything, yeah. but he's fucking amazing <laughs> in it. He, I love that he's the ultimate, like, you know, just raging hard on coming into the situation. Like, yeah, we got nukes. We got sharpened sticks. I'll fight people with anything. And then he immediately melts down. He's immediately just like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. And he just loses his shit. And yeah. he ends up becoming this like, great character who's like you know he goes from totally panicking to like 
having to reassess shit and then he starts listening to Ripley and then he becomes like heroic and dies and it's great. Love yeah. that. Love that arc. Love that arc for him. You know? Went through some personal growth there. Yeah. <laughs> Before an alien like sucked him down through the floor. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I just have a note here. <laughs> mm. It's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> I said, uh, Burke. Uh, Burke reminds me of Andrew Callahan from Channel 5. <laughs> 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 and then later down in my notes, <laughs> I wrote, Oh, Andrew Callahan is just someone has lost on me. <laughs> I wrote Alec- Andrew Callahan is a sussy baka. <laughs> that's the level of note taking. Check I'm out at. Channel Five if you haven't, though. It's a that YouTube is some, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He's it's like a... doing some actual fucking journalism out there, though. Yeah, yeah. It's actually <laughs> really great. It's like really funny content, but it's also mm-hmm. like really uh, a really different look at like a uh, kind of um. I don't know, just different parts of like America and different people. And it's just super funny. Like it's really good content. It's like some of my favorite YouTube content right now. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why I, I was yeah. completely drunk when I wrote all these notes. Um I love the Marine Sergeant. Uh he's like so yeah. over the top. Oh like, Matthews. Like yeah. But he was like, the first uh black person to be like elevated to the level of sergeant in the Vietnam War. Mm. and he's a sergeant in this movie so it's like literally like this dude's actual life and life experience and you know yeah so clearly he's like a badass in real life yeah yeah and he's so good i mean every fucking line he has is so genuine oh god yeah yeah just that part where he's like hudson come here come here (laughs) and it's like oh this dude is about to get (laughs) ripped a new asshole you know I love, oh, the part, so I love the part when he's like, I forget. I think it's, I think it's Bill Paxton. He says someone says something to him, and he's just like, uh, he's just like, look into my eye. Yes, <laughs> it's just like uh, such a good line. I don't know. It's like, yeah, he's great. such a great character. Um, yeah. it does have some good characters. Maybe I'm selling this movie a little bit short. Um, you definitely you are, are, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't really. I don't really enjoy that. I mean, there's a lot that I enjoy about it, but I just he doesn't I don't have the pretty really cinematography. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like it's still a good movie. Like I'd still rate it positively. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. um, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like I didn't have this, attention. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a timeless classic yeah. in quite the way that Alien is for me. Like it feels like a great, fun movie, but like to me, Alien is like untouchable in terms of like its quality it's like the texas chainsaw massacre 2 to the texas chainsaw Massacre. oh no it's way better than that Uh, even though i like texas chainsaw massacre 2 don't get it twisted dennis hopper with the chainsaw yeah and speaking of that man you guys gotta see x it's funny because x is basically a texas chainsaw movie like yeah that's what i've heard they could I, I have dropped it. Leatherface into that movie so easily. It's the same plot, and it kind of makes me wonder, because a Texas Chainsaw movie just came out on Netflix. I'm like, I bet Ty West was trying to get that movie to write and direct himself, and when he didn't, he's like, okay, let me just like change a few things in my script and go make an original, because yeah. it really that, feels like it. Yeah. I hear the new Texas Chainsaw, the Netflix one, isn't very good. Yeah, it sucks. It's really mm. bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
I want to see yeah. X. Yeah, like I said, I'm seeing it Monday. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hyped for it. Actually, oh, I'm seeing awesome. uh, X, and I'm seeing uh, The Godfather in the theater. Um, oh, nice. So that'll be cool. Yeah, it's it's playing at uh like it's playing um. It's at, doing like, like a local, like art house theater so, revival uh, screening. Yeah, oh, it's like fiftieth cool, year fiftieth year anniversary. Damn. Do they play stuff on film? Do they like project stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, wow! It's gonna be so really fun. Jealous, bro. That's yeah. awesome. Gonna... I don't know a theater like that near me. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. two of them actually, so that's cool. Wow. Closest one near me is in fucking Canada, so yeah. I'd have to go across the border, and that's too much effort. I'm in Sounds fucking like Ohio. It. Like I don't know why the hell there's these like great theaters in Ohio, but yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I'd have to go that's across great. the border and drive an hour. Oh nah, man! Fuck that. Well. So, uh... We wrapping up? Oh, uh, just about. Uh, what more do we have to say about aliens? Nikki, you got more to say? Or... I feel like you do. <laughs> I mean, I do. Um, I can't think of anything at the moment, though. Um, Yeah, I think I kind of covered why I loved it a lot. It's basically mm-hmm. Ripley, and, like, I, I really love the Xenomorph as um a monster. I feel like even in Alien 3, they kind of show a different element to them because I think it was a dog that the Fates Hugger got attached to, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it yeah. the dog like features and stuff. So I really like how the Xenomorph like progresses throughout the movies. And that's what I loved about the Xenomorph in the second movie was that you kind of showed that they were more strategic and obviously the Queen was the big reveal at the end so yeah that's what i really i love those elements of the movie mm. yeah the yeah. action is so good yeah that 15 really minutes is. where she goes down into the belly of the beast where the queen is to get newt back it's amazing i mean it's like she has 15 minutes to do it before the place blows up and it's literally 15 minutes on screen it happens in real time and it's so tense and it's just beautifully done Top yeah. to bottom. Love yeah, that. I will say, I mean, I'm kind of, so I'm talking negatively about it, but like all the action stuff is very well done. I mean, James Cameron, you know, he knows how to do action, you know, fucking, uh, it, it, yeah, there's like some great, I love the, like I said before, I love the scene um, when all the xenomorphs are attacking and, you know, people are fucking dying, you know, the Marines and stuff like that's, that's all yeah. good. Uh, I, yeah, I love the, the whole like last part. Um, it kind of bothers me that it's like, pretty much alien how it ended i mean other than it's like way more it's like you know now it's you know now it's like a you know ripley's fighting with a giant robot and it's like a giant xenomorph it, it basically ends the same you know it's like it gets sucked out you know she has to you know or like she runs around in the thing with the flamethrower looking for something and like um i don't know it, it's kind of basically the ending and even it ends and they're in the things you know with like the fucking you know it like zooms in it, i just find it odd that's like literally the ending of alien except for it's just Again, but in this different way. But it is very well done. Like it is. Like I, I can't complain about how it's done because it is. Uh, it is good. Like very tense sequence. But it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of really. Oh. oh, sorry. Oh, what? Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, you Nick. Sorry. You, you said you love the action, so I think I read somewhere that the crew, the cast members, actually had to go like to a boot camp to like prepare for this, hmm. and Hudson Hudson had to like research starship troopers the book like they had to read it to kind of prepare prepare for their characters so like they actually did like a lot of work to like get into that zone 
off the yeah. yeah off the action group. Yeah, that's a fun fact. It's interesting they chose Starship Troopers. Yeah, because the book is very interesting. The book's so different from the movie. The book is very much like a fascist like piece of propaganda. And yeah. then the movie is yeah. like a satire of fascist propaganda. Yeah. Anyway, uh, should we final get our thoughts, thoughts on aliens? aliens? Yeah. 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 After four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I love when Bishop uh, is in the pipe. It's so claustrophobic. He's like crawling through that <laughs> vent or pipe or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Uh, aliens. Uh, I'll give it a solid. I forgot what I gave it a letterbox. I don't remember if I gave it an eight or nine. You gave it a nine. Okay, I gave it a nine. Yeah, it was a four and a half. I'll keep that rating because I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm I'm gonna need to see Terminator two because it might just win out as the best eighties action film for me personally. Hmm. But Terminator two is from the nineties, bud. Yeah. Oh, fuck, is it? Yeah. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> no, you're good. I just it's 91. It's close. It. It's close. It seems like an fucking, it, it is. It's like, it looks. Anyways, <laughs> cut that out. That's no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. All right. I'm going to give my rating aliens. for aliens. All right, so uh, usually we do the negatives, but like I already talked about all the negatives, I feel towards it. Um, <laughs> negatives. <laughs> it came out in the '80s. Has action. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just alien. fucking with you. I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, like the one thing is, it's not very subtle. Like, there's the part with with um, towards the beginning where they set up the robot suit, or mm. like the like moving. It's like they kind of already show it. And it's like yeah. all right, so maybe it's just like showing something for later. And then it's like the then it's like Ripley gets in it and it's like showing off her robot suit skills. It's like really, I, I don't know. It just felt like too much of a setup. But know? all the aliens get blown up, and by that point, you've forgotten about the robot suit. So I when guess. it comes oh, back, it really? actually is a reveal again. It's so I good. Guess. It is like I like the robot suit, but yeah. I don't like set up and pay off. It's the sequel to Alien. They set it up and they paid it off. I mean, it okay. is kind of cheesy, but I love it in that cheesy way. Yeah. It, it, That's just it. It's like it either works or it doesn't. And the yeah. giant construction thing is fighting off the mother of like a fucking species that just nuked the colony, basically. That's what kills it. It's yeah. a different vibe. It's, it's a different fun, vibe. Though. For sure. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I'm, it's... I'm not complaining. It's just amusing. It's just really, it either works for you or it doesn't, and I'm completely in the middle. You're like, half works, half doesn't. I give a 6 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. Sorry, Nikki, I know this is, like, your favorite movie, but, like, I don't know. Just <laughs> being honest. <laughs> um. Yeah, I gave it a 9. Uh. Well, 9.5. Um, is it, I like, don't... your favorite movie, though? It is, but I've obviously seen better movies. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, I give know, it a ten I, out of ten. Like that, but um, I guess like for me to have a ten out of ten, there has to be like an a really good emotional connection. Like mm. you, I think you said that before, and I, that's the one thing that the movie didn't do for me. Um, it didn't really give me an emotional connection. So, but other than that, I love it. Like I've loved it ever since I was nine years old. So mm. yeah. So is that not your emotional connection? Sorry? 
<laughs> it is that not your emotional connection that you've loved wow. it so long since not childhood. Oh. I mean, like, I guess so. for me it would be. You mean emotional connection in terms of the material, like emotional yeah. stuff yeah, going on in the story yeah. and characters. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know where I land. I don't know. Eight and a half, nine, something like that. It's I don't like fucking half, great. Half points. <laughs> now, now you say this. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. Nine out of ten. It's like just a step below Alien, which is my favorite movie ever. But it's still probably in my top 30 easily. And I love it so much. And it's my favorite James Cameron movie by far. I'll say that. Terminator 2 is way better, in my opinion. Ah, Interesting. Disagree. I might have to. It's way better. It's it's interesting you don't like that Aliens is an 80s action movie when Terminator 2 is full of lines like, I need a vacation, said by a robot <laughs> who doesn't know what a vacation is. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, I have nothing against 80s action movies. I mean, I love 80s action yeah. movies. They're so fun. It's just right, I don't right. like it in the context of that's where... The, of what, Alien? Yeah. yeah. Um, They've never actually seen the first Terminator movie, by the way. What? Oh first Terminator my movie god, bro. It's basically on. like... It's great. I have... It's basically it a slasher movie. Um, it but is. Like, That's what I've heard. I just, I don't mind because, like, the way that movie plays out, there's so much, like, it just feels like Terminator 2 is expanding on what Terminator has or was doing. That's Rather, true. in Alien, in Aliens, you can say that about it's expanding on Alien, but it's not doing it in a direction where it's what made Alien so good. I'm, I already said this like 50 times, but... Can you yes. argue? I mean, I've never seen Terminator, but I'm sure since you're defined, like saying Terminator 1 is basically a slasher film, couldn't you argue that for both films? Like, yeah, but it's like... Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 are so similar to Alien Terminator, and Aliens. Terminator actually is a B-movie, where yeah. Alien is like the greatest okay. B-movie ever yeah, made. It's like, yeah, it's That's like... Whereas true. Terminator is more of a cheap, like, cool movie... That's like, wouldn't it be scary if a dude with a gun was trying to shoot you? Yeah. Where Terminator Two is like this amazing special effects. Yeah, epic. I'm twenty. I feel like, I yeah. feel like Terminator would have been Terminator Two if they would have, I don't know, maybe had, had a the budget, budget or something. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's not. I feel like it's like a. Whereas Alien was kind of perfect rain? already. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like Terminator, the sequel, is fucking either Terminator right? Two, which is fucking great, or what it's like, God damn, like, what the fuck. Or it's like, Sorry. I feel like the wait. Hold on, let me say that. Thing. What is I feel like, what's happening? I have no idea. Um, I feel like the, the sequel to Terminator well would either be Terminator Two, which is takes it to a next level, or it's like a straight to DVD sequel with like, yeah, yeah fucking funny thing I never really there. realized. Uh, John Connor's foster mother who stabs Xander Berkeley through the mouth with a liquid metal sword hand once she's taken over by the T-1000, is Jeanette Goldstein, who played Vasquez in Aliens. So really? look for that next time you watch it. Yeah. I did not know that. You that's would funny. not that's really funny. recognize her, but it's huh. the same actress. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Well, guys, thank you so much oh. for having me on. Uh, yeah. And just say great. to anybody who's still listening, uh, check out my podcast, Goat Season. We talk about um, TV shows, the greatest TV show seasons 
of all time, in our opinion, but we also talk a lot about movies and actors and pop culture and a bunch of other bullshit. So, uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, you'll probably enjoy that one a little bit anyway. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. It's been great. Yeah, definitely ch- check that out. And uh, Nikki, do you have anything like uh, social media or anything you want to? Because I can link, I'll link whatever you want down below. Sure, in the, in the I can, I can yeah. like, link my letterbook, I guess. So, okay. yeah, thanks for having me as well. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on, Nikki and Alex and uh, Arthur too, but even though he dipped after like 25 minutes. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was great having everyone on. I think we had some, a really good discussion. I think we were pretty thorough. Uh, even though it might be a longer episode, I'm going to cut a lot of the uh, kind of off-topic stuff out. I'm going to put it in a... Yeah. I'm going to make a whole separate, things. like a bonus episode, just of the off-topic off topic, uh, yeah, l- little... Uh, uh, can't think of the word, but uh, all... sides, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, that'll be fun, and uh, yeah, so I guess next episode, uh, we'll be talking about uh, what do we decide on? You guys will be talking about some great movies, I know yeah. that. Hey, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about some Kino for sure. Maybe, we, hell yeah, maybe we can just figure it out. Uh, yeah. we, we don't have to announce it right now. Uh, we might be talking about it'll be a surprise. Yeah, it'll be a surprise. Um, because we were gonna do an episode, uh, but yeah. the guest couldn't come on, and I'm not sure if he'll be able to come on. Then. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, it will be out two weeks from now. Uh, we're not gonna have another two month long break, and uh, yeah, we're gonna keep continuing to get these out bi weekly. And uh, yeah, it was great. It's great having everyone on. And uh, if you ever want to come back on, just you know, let me know, and we can figure out a movie to watch or or talk about. Um, yeah, I'd love to come back on. A penis? <laughs> there we go. That's how we end every episode. Penis. He's uh, our Giger, man. He's obsessed with penises, you know? He's like, what if there was a penis with another penis inside of it? And it shot out, you know? Double penis.